fight And we don't have to kill Everybody in the whole wide world Really just needs to chill No, we don't have to fuss No, no, no We don't have to fight Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Just Chill with Oliver George. This is episode number 79, and sitting across from me, I have a very funny man who I am very eager to get to know more about. But before we dig into the conversation, I want to remind you, if you're watching on YouTube right now and you would prefer audio only, you can get that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and other places like that. If you're listening to me on one of those, though, and you didn't realize there was a visual side to this show, please come check it out here on YouTube. If you do come over to the YouTube side of things, I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe. You don't have to, but it does help me keep growing this channel, and I really love connecting with new viewers and new listeners. So if you've supported the show in any way up to this point, thank you so much for your support. Finally, if you want to reach out to me, maybe you've got a cool guest idea or some general feedback about the show, you can hit me up on social media or send me an email at justchillpodcasting at gmail.com. When you're sending me a message, let me know if you have any interest in one of these holofoil stickers with the show's logo on it, and I will send you one free of charge. Back to the guest, the man of the hour, as I often say, very funny stand-up convention, uh, convention, wow, comedian, as I already mentioned, is what I was going for there. Um, you are a beast on stage, but also very, very talented at crowd work, a master, I would say. You've done some commercial acting, you have dabbled in sketch comedy as well, and uh, I'm eager to learn more, as I said. So, Abdullah Usman, I hope I said it right. Yeah, yeah, you got it, you nailed that. Thank you for the lovely intro. Thank you for coming by, man, I oh, really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, it. my pleasure. You are just returning from a Alberta tour. Yes, sir. Or an Alberta tour, I yeah. should say. And how was that? It was crazy, man. It was really good, really exhausting. Uh, my first uh, big tour uh, outside of uh, Ontario, I should say. I've done shows, like, you know, one-offs everywhere, but uh, it's the first string of shows where, you know, you do a theater, then you just go do some dive bar in the prairies you had like a dozen dates at least right or something like yeah that. i think we uh we did about 14 or 15 shows in uh in three weeks it was oh, real wow. road road stuff can we swear on this oh yes please okay. road shit yeah 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 the real deal comic life yeah so so what was your biggest takeaway from that experience then like what was the biggest surprise you had the biggest surprise uh that uh, I didn't realize how beautiful Ontario was till I went to Alberta. No, <laughs> no, no. Actually, full mock to Alberta. The place is just gray, and then the, the grass is yellow. The trees are non-existent, and everybody there just mines oil. That's all. The whole industry is just oil. They love oil. the The planet is burning around them. <laughs> it's depressed. It's just so many strip malls everywhere. Edmonton is all strip malls. Oh, they got the super mall there. Too, they got right? just yeah. malls for no reason. They don't have the people, just malls. Uh, but lovely people. Um, Ontario is beautiful. I forgot how nice it was till I got back. Yeah, I've never been out west. I have no picture in my head, really. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know like the prairies are like yes. super flat and all that. But That's it. Yeah, I didn't know Alberta. I thought they had some mountains. They have there. mountains. Yeah. yeah. Well, they most of it is not mountains, but then uh, along the border with BC, like, yeah. we had a show in Banff. That was beautiful, man. That was uh, that was some. You know, you feel like a rock star. You're like, this is why I'm doing it. Yeah. Not for uh, the purpose of making people laugh. But so you get to be put up in a beautiful city and get free beers all day. Soak it in. Yeah. Feel like a rock star. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, I didn't realize it was your first tour. I was kind of wondering if you had a day job or if, or if you're getting to the point where you can be like a professional comic and sort of pay the bills. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I guess you just caught me at the beginning of uh, my journey. Uh, I'd say from uh, since December, maybe 
2021. I've been a full-time comic. So oh, right no, on. No day job. Um, yeah, it's going great. Especially during the pandemic. That's extra impressive. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's when, you know, the corporate gigs started picking up. And then I had uh, enough gigs for the next month or two, like, booked, where I was like, I think I can... I can scrape by. It's it's time to just you know you got to take the leap, take a leap of faith. Mm. Otherwise, you'll you're always stuck. I find that's this is what my thinking was is you know you got to ditch the plan B if you want to fully go for the plan A. So yeah. just it's just dead weight keeping you down. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know you want to go on tour, book gigs or whatever, but you got to work at eight in the morning for yeah you know, some shitty company burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it went all in and. uh stressful stressful being full-time comic but well you had to delve into the like online comedy shows as well right yeah you got to do stuff. virtuals a lot of a lot of comics hate them uh you had like rave reviews i was seeing on your website <laughs> from all these people who had great experiences oh yeah gig salad oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the, uh, i've never heard of that app either yeah it's a great i mean it's great for booking gigs every comic should hop Is on for music there. too or just comedy i think it's for music it's for any type nice. of uh entertainment and uh they, you know, a lot of comedians hate corporates, a lot of older comics, younger, whatever. They're like, it's not real comedy. This isn't... Doing comedy for the man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're doing comedy. I'm like, dude, I'm doing comedy to get paid. Yeah. In the end, our goal is to tell jokes for a living, right? Yeah. So I'd rather tell bad jokes or for a bad audience than still, you know, work or pick up a shift at some, you know, shitty... Job you uh, hate. Yeah, some job <laughs> I hate uh, killing myself, so... It's just a challenge. Like you take it, all right, you're not allowed to swear. It's a government crowd. They all, you know, have no life. Uh, they all, you know, think eating pizza is a personality. They're, you know, they're, they think they're quirky. Uh, whatever. What, what's going to make these people laugh? So yeah. take it as a challenge and write uh, in a different style. And so. what does work on those types of people? Uh, what the really does? sort of staunch <laughs> aristocrats. How do you break yeah. that crowd? Let's see how you, you got to make jokes about them, their industry. So you literally got to look into, you got to make like Excel, Microsoft Excel spreadsheet jokes. Mm. And you do you know, try to find out like specifics about the people? Yes. Yeah. Like, like you look said, at it. Jeff, this fat fuck over here or whatever, you know, and everyone's <laughs> like, oh, it's right. Jeff is a fat fuck. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's always a Jeff who's a fat fuck. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, you know, or whatever, insert right. joke that everyone knows from the office or sort of, I guess that was very bullying. That wasn't a great example, but, but that, I mean, that's that roasting, is, whatever. that's roasting. Yeah. I usually do. If I, if you, you know, you're booking a corporate, you ask the booker, usually an HR lady or whatever, uh, they're not willing to give up too much information, but yeah. you kind of be like, come on, you know, Margaret, what's, what's going on in the office? Does someone have a baby? Did yeah. Someone... Yeah. Life events and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And if somebody had a, a, a big, like a good life event, like just got married or something, then it's easier to make fun of. Yeah. Cause it's a good, you're not going to make fun of somebody's divorce. Yeah. You can't <laughs> punch. like got cancer yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at this idiot. How's chemo going? <laughs> Fucking loser. That's still funny to me because it's dark, but yeah, yeah, obviously in the moment that would be terrible. Yeah, so you just gotta. It's funny in this context now. But yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's, well, you you did comedy for funny. the CRA, I read too. Yeah, yeah, CRA Department of National Defense. All of these, you think it's it's hard to get these, yeah, like it's you know some great vetting process they go to and then hire the best of the best. Yeah. No, they just hire me. They just they're on gig salad. Crazy. 
And well, uh, I mean, you've got a good resume, though. You won the competition in 2019 at Absolute Comedy. We should say that because that's an impressive feat. Yes, yeah, I won that. Uh, I guess, I guess that's uh, impressive. Oh, I say winning any contest, even if it's a local, whatever, it's still uh, you know right. showcase that this person has. More yeah. talent than all the other people. Well, not more talent, but, you know, they excel. And, and clearly they, they beat out their peers on that occasion. And you don't do that without skill. You know? Yeah, yeah. I guess you can get lucky, but beat not for a whole competition. All these other pussies in the community, <laughs> all these Ottawa comics suck, dude. Other than me, all of them are bad. <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you, man. And do you have no, uh, do you have favorite comics from around here? Yeah, dude. Not to put I you love, on the spot. Uh, a lot of them. A lot of them are... Uh, it's a great scene. Uh, Who do you think is an underrated local comic? <laughs> underrated local comic i mean uh or maybe somebody new that's busting out that just kind of came out in the last year that you think has like tons of potential uh i i guess one like uh, an underrated i think you might have had him as a guest um david haddad yeah yeah good friend he's he's a great joke writer and um I think I think he's he's great and he's popping off. He's finding his voice. He seems very comfortable on stage. Last time I saw him, yeah, super comfortable. His jokes are very unique. He's a great like I write with him. I write with uh, like only a handful of comedians yeah. in this. You got to write with people who you vibe with, who get your voice as well. And David can do that. He mm. understands how how I tell jokes. So if I'm like, hey man, here's a flushed out uh, or half flushed out premise, and here's some punches, and then he'll be like. Oh, he can write it from your perspective. Right, kind of. yeah, right. Yeah. He's great. He's a great writer, a uh, great performer. So yeah. yeah, people who haven't seen that episode, go check it out. Go check uh, out. David's a very nice guy. I think he's just very sweet too. Like I think yes. he's. It's very easy to like him as an audience yes. member. I don't know if it's the hair or the big eyes. He's got like these puppy dog eyes. Something about him. He's very lovable. He's a babe. David's a babe. Come on, man. Yeah, well, he has a joke about all the girlfriends wanting to comb his hair like a horse. Yeah, I think you want to date a horse or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great bit. I don't know if we should give it away. Well, we just did so. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. He might have it on YouTube or something already. David. I wanted to say about the West Coast tour, though, that was like you were co headlining with Alex Fortin. So Fortin was. Fortin? No, so yeah, Fortin (laughs) is. uh, He's my friend, uh, but he's a headliner. So he was headlining. And I'd be emceeing oh, okay, or okay. Um, opening, but you know, not the poster looked very equal, right? It was right, like right. Well, guys. I made the poster. So. Oh, well, there, yeah. <laughs> you get to call you, the dude. shots. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, opening as in you do like thirty to forty minutes, mm. and then he oh, okay. go do so it's 60. a solid open. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it's not it's not like Ontario uh, club show openers. Yeah, it's like road uh, openers. Like so, a lot of the shows what happen is. Um, they don't do like MCs even. So just be uh, the first act. I'd be the first act. I'm the MC essentially. I'm doing the opener. I'm doing the middle. Like you do just straight 30 to 40 minutes. Mm. And then uh, Alex Fortin comes up and does 60. Oh, that's wow. it. Just two guys on a show. Uh, that's how it runs there. That's how it runs in a lot of places in the States as well. I've seen shows around here too, like when it's bigger people, bigger right. names coming through town. Right. They'll, they'll bring their own opener and that's yes. it. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, when Bill Burr comes through and uh, his opener is, um, I forget his opener's name, but, uh, you know, whoever he has, it's not, he's not a guy doing eight minutes. It's a yeah. guy doing like a whole half hour, 40. Well, and they're not scooping up locals either. Like, yeah. there are, you do see some people that will do that. Like, right. people come through Yucks, they'll have people opening for them that are people from around here. Right. Sort of right. up and coming, but. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like a local yeah. There's different definitions of opener. But when a comic tours with an opener, 
that means that that opener is essentially the step below the headline. Yeah. Like he's the MC or isn't it called the feature or something? Or the feature. Yeah, yeah. But if it's just a two person show, like then it's just it's him and then the other guy. Well, that's great if you like the comics. Right. Because then you're locked in, you're like, sweet, we don't have to like flip flop between a few different acts. But yeah. that can also be fun in a different way too. You know, sometimes I like that watching ten different comics because then you'll probably hate three or four of them, but you'll find five others that are really cool and unique in different ways, you know? That is true. The showcase style has its perks. But uh, if you're on the lineup then, and, uh, you know, a lot of the times if you're good or somewhat good, they'll just put you at the end because they want the show to close. And I'm mm. like, dude, this is this sucks for me. Why do I have to sit through 10 comics? Oh, yeah. And then feature and get paid 20 bucks at the end. Yeah. Uh, just to be like, j just to be tortured here. Come yeah. on, man. Put me like, <laughs> put me first, whatever. So I'll go dip. Yeah. Or, or just, you know, get drunk. Yeah, really. Oh my God, man. Um, oh, oh shit. I wanted to ask you, did you get back from that before the storm? No. Yeah. You guys got uh, hit. You were still out you guys there? got dinged up. Yeah. Because I, I was going to say that's stressful. Like if you're wondering, you got to call someone and be like, yo, can you check my car or, <laughs> or my house or whatever? Make sure it's not all fucked up. Yeah, I I mean I live right downtown in a in like a tower in a complex, so I I don't think I have to worry about that. Probably not. Yeah, so it I, was I, really bad around here. Yeah, well, yeah. If you see like they just for people who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Ottawa was hit with like a crazy storm, which is really weird because we also had a tornado a few years ago, and this was almost on that level. Right. Well, the destruction was actually worse. Yeah. But uh, I didn't see this shit when I was growing up. I didn't. We never had any freak events like this other than the ice storm. But this new one was, holy fuck, like everywhere you go, trees are just boom, 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 like a T-Rex ran through or something, you know? Yeah, you think it's because of cancel culture? It has to be, right? <laughs> it must be. It's because of these kids. It's because of the trans. They're bringing the tornadoes. Transnado. Trans. <laughs> oh, Sounds man. Sounds like an X-Men. Yeah, trans. That's true, right? Transnado. There actually is a trans X-Men now I saw. I mean, a couple X-Men groups. That's how much of a nerd I am right. on Facebook and shit. And there's some drag X-Men now. I mean, aren't they all dr in drag, essentially? <laughs> well, they're not dressing as the opposite sex, necessarily. I guess. They're all dressing up in wacky costumes, that's for sure. I mean, you can't tell me Wolverine isn't, like, 50% drag. Look, he's got, like, high-heeled boots on. <laughs> I don't know about Magneto? that. Magneto? The hair is pretty, like... The yeah. Hair, yeah. It's because he's a runt. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Wolverine is supposed to only be, like, 5'4 like, or something, right. like, ridiculously small. Yeah. I mean, thank God for Hugh Jackman being, like... He was like 6'1 or something, yeah. yeah. He changed the But idea. a lot of fans bitch about that, and they're like, oh, man, that was the worst casting because he was way too tall. I think they did a good job, though, making him really seem stocky and yeah, like he could rip the shit out of you. <laughs> he's Yeah, he's stocky, but uh, yeah, but you want somebody who's tall to be a superhero, I think. Yeah, yeah, like I could see why they went that way, especially before, this is way before the MCU and all that where I think they've, become a lot more true to the comics now that right. they realize the nerds will come and see it. But back right. around when the X-Men shit came out in like the early 2000s, yeah. they were just dabbling with superhero movies and they didn't think it was going to sell. Yeah, I mean, a few years earlier, it was like Batman and Robin with George Clooney, which was <laughs> atrocious. So like there was a, a dip after that until Blade kind of... Nipples. Yeah, the bat nipples on the suit. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. You tell me that's not drag? Yeah, well, that's a, maybe one example. <laughs> Tim Burton was just bitching about that, saying that that was uh, that he almost did the third one, and then there was some sort of a fallout. And he, I don't know. He made some comment about the bat nipples, though, and being like, "Oh yeah, you didn't want to go with me. You went with this instead." Like, come on. Oh, oh wow. man. 
Yeah, Tim Burton. Uh, I thought Tim Burton was also uh, bitching about the Marvel movies. Oh, no, that was Scorsese. Scorsese, yeah. He was yeah. saying that superhero movies aren't real movies or whatever. I, I agree with Scorsese. Yeah. Just, just I love uh, superhero stuff, but Scorsese movies are the best movies ever made. So yeah, if he I, doesn't like uh, superheroes, I don't. I wouldn't agree like that they're not cinema, but I would say that a lot of the MCU stuff is kind of like blockbuster bubblegum yeah. kind of summer movie. Maybe not bubblegum, but you know what I mean? Like... It's like a Transformers movie or like something like that. Transformers. Like, <laughs> you you say Scorsese's kind of gangstery. Yeah, true. Yeah. He's got his sub themes always. Yeah. I mean, I've I don't even know that I've seen that many Scorsese movies. To be honest, I've seen what's the one with um, all the Boston cops. Um, it's Departed. Like, the Departed. I've seen yeah, that. For that's sure. the worst one in my opinion. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I watched the wrong one. It has so many loopholes. People love it, but it it makes no sense. What's his like best movie in your Goodfellas? Opinion? Goodfellas. Goodfellas is the best movie. Never seen it. My favorite movie, at least. Uh, Goodfellas. Did he do Casino too? Casino is great. <laughs> uh, Bronx Tale is his most underrated one. Okay. Yeah, that's. A I don't great know that one I've one even heard of that. One. Like a young kid who's around all the Italian uh, gangsters, uh, but it's the huge theme in that movie uh, is uh, the segregation in like the '60s uh, New York. I think it's the Bronx. Uh, the, 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 you have the black side and then the white side and the Italian side and the turf wars and yeah shit. the yeah. turf war the, yeah the shit the black people go through and then he mm. like his love interest the kid's love interest is this black girl and then there's, there's a whole story sub story about that it's great it's a great movie I'm like only now starting to get into more films like that I feel like when I was growing up I only ever really wanted to watch comedy right or I, I think I had a horror period too in my teens but. I always just wanted to like feel good when I watched a movie and, and a lot of dramas and action movies just give me anxiety. I was like, I don't want to feel stressed out for two hours. Like, is this guy going to fucking die? Like, you know, but other people, that's their bread and butter. So it's each their own, I guess. Yeah, dude, I, I just got into it like in the, in the pandemic, into like good movies. I'm yeah. with you. Real yeah, films when, when you're yeah. growing up, I'd just be like, my mom and my dad are yelling at each other mm. constantly. I'm like, I don't want to watch something that's going to, Full of conflict yeah. and shit. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm gonna throw on a Russell Peters special. My parents weren't fighting, mind you, but I, <laughs> I think I was just maybe a sensitive dude. I You're don't know. Just an emo, an emo kid. Or I just yeah. love comedy. I think that's right. a big part of it too. I just love to laugh, and I love different approaches to comedy and filmmaking. Yeah, I mean, even now, it's ninety percent of it because I don't watch that much film and TV. I don't have time. No, I mean, but when I do, I just want to laugh. Yeah, and exactly. Escapism in the best yeah. way. Yeah. Instead of like going through like a whole plot about somebody getting their throat slit. Well, okay. So here's one that's kind of a, a mashup. Like, how do you feel about stuff that's funny, but also serious? So like a good example, also tying into the superhero stuff. Have you watched The Boys? Yeah, The Boys is great. It's I fucked like the up boys. though, right? But it gets, it gets serious. <laughs> so though. fucked it, up. It's super fucked up. Did you, like the new season just dropped. Have you seen any of that or What no? is it, season two? Season three now. Oh, uh, yeah. I watched season one. I, I feel like I might have dementia, dude. I just forget it. Like I'll watch a season, and then a year later, like the next season will drop, and I'll forget. It kind of blurs together. Everything. I'll just forget everything. That's what those catch ups are for at the beginning. You know? I guess so. Previously on. I hate those. I want to know every <laughs> single detail about you know what a character did, how they got here, uh, and I forget everything. I read books and then forget them completely. Can I tell you the? I mean, this is spoilers, so anyone who hasn't seen The Boys Season 3, Episode 1, spoiler alert here, but uh, the most fucked up shit happened in this episode. There's a little dude 
kind of like Ant-Man style. He can shrink. Or they show at one point he can grow, too, so he can change his size, right? Right. And he goes in the back room with this dude. I guess they're lovers or whatever. Yeah, they start making out. And then the other guy's like, oh, yeah, like I want you to do it. So he whips his dick out. The dude shrinks down, oh. walks into his urethra, and starts like rubbing the inside of his urethra and the guy and you can hear the guy like oh yeah like don't stop and then the guy inside the mini dude he's like huh huh and when he sneezes he loses control of his power and grows back to full size and explodes the guy from the waist down just fucking oh. brutal i don't know i don't know why i felt the need to share that but it, i watched it last night and it totally like Jesus, fucked me up man. dude Right? Like, how do you write that shit? <laughs> it oh was entertaining God. to watch, but it was very fucked up. To was think. that entertaining to watch? Well, it was a little weird, to be honest. Like, the, the walking into the dick hole was a little weird. <laughs> I, I, got, wouldn't, I wouldn't think that'd feel good, to be honest. That's sort of what I was thinking. Yeah, it seemed like an STD it would it's, feel like or something. Like yeah, got it'd be burning. Itching on the inside of your dick hole. I mean, the like. butt, I understand. Uh <laughs> I, he not wanted my him, experience. But. He wanted him to go up and rub his prostate. Yeah, that's what it was. He's like, yeah, keep going, reach the prostate. Can't you re reach it from the butt? True. Yeah. Right. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah from the outside, uh, I I think what it is is maybe, <laughs> and I don't know why this would be the thing, but I feel like maybe the sensors were like, okay, we've talked and we're willing to let you shove someone up a guy's dick hole, but not up a guy's asshole. It's probably some weird think, thing like that. Some corporate was like, no, we can't have Amazon you going up an said? ass. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it would have been pretty much the same difference. But then you got to show shit. I mean, Amazon's pretty used to blocking people's penis holes. <laughs> they don't let people piss. What do you mean? Amazon, like the warehouse. Oh, Amazon. Yeah, oh, okay, it's okay. made by Amazon. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a Prime video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon Prime. What do you mean they don't let people piss? They don't let people piss. Is this true? They don't give people piss breaks. You have to like go yeah, you on have your to actual get a, break Yeah, break? you have to get an Ant-Man to climb inside and suck it out because... <laughs> They don't. No, it's like a legit thing. They don't give people like pee breaks. So there's like a whole thing about uh, like their warehouse is filled with bottles of piss. Oh, because the, I thought you were going to say like smelly stains on the floor or something. I mean, probably they, they wear diapers, too. Is this actually it, it, you heard of this? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, it's like in Vegas with the chronic people at the machines. Slot right. Machine. They, yeah. they, they they now they wear these super depends and stuff. They just sit there and they're drinking and pissing while they play. Wow. Oh my God. Guys, you want to go to the casino? It's going to be the shit. Yeah. This <laughs> is not the good. casino directed by Scorsese. I'm going to oh. tell you that. Imagine his movie is just about dudes in diapers. <laughs> it's like gangsters, but they're like wearing diapers. Maybe that's the life he's living now. He's getting up there, you know? He yeah, wants to write about what he knows. Yeah, that's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. What else was I going to ask you? Um, okay. Well, I kind of want to know about like how you got into comedy. Uh, I read that it was like seven plus years ago. So it sounds about the same time. I got into it as much as you've far exceeded anything I've done in comedy. Oh, no, it was, uh, it was four, four, four years ago. Oh, four years yeah, ago. Yeah, For some yeah, reason I thought seven. it was seven. Okay. No, oh, no, four. Well, maybe seven was your graphic design stuff. Maybe. I Did you know. read that somewhere? Yeah, I thought I read, read it on your website, but... I don't know. Maybe I lied somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I thought it said seven plus yeah, years. Maybe it was for some gig that, for the oh, CRA, fair enough. and they're like, yeah, I've been doing it for 40 years. I don't... <laughs> well, regardless, though, when I saw yeah. you doing all these um, sketches, that I, I assume you're putting some on TikTok or... Yes. Okay. Yeah. Very funny stuff, though, and it reminded me of, of films that I would make with my friends on, like, home video cameras when we were doing a project for school or whatever, so I wanted to know, like, does it go back that far for you, your dramatic sort of outgoing side? Uh, no. Oh, actually, my outgoing side, I wasn't outgoing till like uh, university, that, which oh, is wow. the reason I moved. Whoa, almost oh, that's okay. dropped yeah. the mic. All right, we're good. We're good. We're good. You saved it. Yeah. Now I'm going to be not outgoing and just be like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. I almost <laughs> dropped the mic. I get anxious very quick. <laughs> oh, same here, dude. Um, But uh, yeah, no, I wasn't an outgoing person till university. 
which is the reason I moved to Ottawa. I was very shy, uh, very inside my head. That's shocking to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, my really? family doesn't believe it. Yeah, my family, like my uh, my dad, like my dad, he's like a he's a good dad, but he, I mean, some of his parenting styles, like that, he would like make fun of me because I was shy. Like that's, <laughs> and now I do that to my uh, to other people and like my siblings. Like uh, it's you know, a it's a sign of love in a weird way. In a weird yeah, but I'm sure I do that it, with my that son too. That does not make you more outgoing. Yeah, it's true. But uh, my yeah, like I my I parents do. were surprised when I you know you went to university like got outgoing, just cracked out of my shell, um, started doing stand up. But I used to be very very scared and very timid. Um, at least you can say that though if your dad's ever like well, why are you doing this comedy thing you'd be like at least I'm, like, I'm not fucking shy <laughs> yeah you just called me a pussy every time I couldn't like he'd just be like go uh, ask the clerk for whatever yeah he'd be like go you know t tell the tell the cashier that I'm just gonna go grab milk and sausages yeah and eggs and I'm like dad you're doing half your grocery right I'm not gonna and I'd be so scared <laughs> I'll be back and in then a second. he'd like make fun of me uh, until I went up and did it and I just wouldn't do it. I'll just, I'll just like start crying. Jesus. Yeah. That's and a little then, harsh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I was oh, well, because like, some of that is good. I have kids, and my oldest is thirteen now, and like there is something about getting them to like, no, you call and make yes. that that haircut appointment. Like right. you know, you don't want to be doing their laundry till they're fucking heading off to college and shit. You know. Right. Right. But then, but then you don't come back, and if they don't do it, tell the whole family, and then like they all laugh at it. That's just my dad. <laughs> yeah, my family, fun. like I have four siblings, mom and dad, and we're just big fan. And they just make fun of ridicule people. I guess that's why I'm a comedian now. I like going up on stage and doing roasts, but uh, it would just be like funny wins in the house. So I guess that's where the funny comes from. But outside of the house, I was very shy, and then university happened. Something clicked. I don't know. Uh, was Maybe. the the family supportive though when you started doing stand up? Uh, or very like taken aback? They are they they're super supportive, which is surprising for a Pakistani family. You know, brown family. It's just expected. Uh, you know, the stereotypical doctor, lawyer, or something with computers, something tech guy. Yeah. You know, uh, but my parents are super supportive. Uh, but they don't. They haven't seen my comedy. Oh no! They barely. You Do know, you like bar them from seeing it, or that's just I a choice? I kind of just don't share it with them, which is shitty. I, I'll have to like tell them uh, about my entire reality soon, probably. Once you come out with a special or something. Yeah, exactly. Right. You gotta <laughs> like, like mom. I'm on Netflix. Like I kind of gotta break it to I, you. <laughs> yeah, I gotta break it to you. I talk about buttholes and Ant Man in piss holes, and I drink and. Uh, yeah, you sorry, Abdul as well. Yeah, sorry, that one up. Yeah. I, I sort of goaded him into that one. I'm sorry. I won't share this episode with my mom, dude. I know I have to share this, but not with my mom. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ask anyone to share it. Oh, I do, but I don't expect yeah. anyone to share it. I don't know. Yeah. My mom, uh, yeah, so they, because they're very Muslim, they they support it, but they're very Muslim, so I'll just show them, like, my clean jokes here yeah. and there, but I can't have them come to a comedy club. Because you're like, going to be so out of your element, I would think, if you know they're there. Yes, but also, they're, they're just going to, like, I'm just going to be drinking and, you know, do it. It's a, it's a club, club comedy, you get raunchy and all mm. that, and uh, so... I mean, all they, so they can support like the concept and the idea, yes, yes. but not like the actual yeah. content immersing themselves. Yeah, my yeah, my comedy is like God, you know, mm. like to them, they just <laughs> haven't seen it, but they believe in it. <laughs> but I mean, like when they hear that you win a competition and that you're doing yeah, tours, right, they must right. be somewhat proud or, or see that you're moving up. Yeah, they're you know? super proud. My it's <laughs> the thing that makes this hard uh, is that my mom is super supportive and she's always like, I want to share this on my Facebook. I want to share. It. I'm not even Facebook friends with my mom. 
I'll just tell her I don't use it. Mm. Because, I mean, once just again, I'm easier. like, Mom, this is going to be easier for you also. Yeah, less stress. If you know that I'm a degenerate and, you know, I talk about all these things I'm not supposed to be and uh, the, the boy you raised, then she's just going to be heartbroken. So they must not know that much about stand-up comedy in general then because you'd no. think that you would come to those conclusions on yes. your own, like... They don't know about North American stand. They do watch quite a bit of like uh, Indian and Pakistani stand up, and like they're not idiots. They have to know. They have to know. I parts you know partake in shit and yeah. I probably talk, uh, you know, to drop vulgarities and all that. Uh, some of the stuff they watch is a little edgy, I guess. Uh, but I I don't know. They they I come from a very religious family. But if they watch something edgy, it's not their son starring. It's in not it. you know their exactly. I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they're very religious. They I grew up super religious, so that also probably adds to the shyness, right? Mm. The constant, you know. Well, this is what I, gonna, I wanted to ask you about. I had it in my notes, just your upbringing and and if you were in a religious environment, because I you mentioned drinking, and I know it's generally frowned upon in yes. Muslim culture. But I had another Muslim friend who was the same thing. He drank and kind of just didn't tell his parents. Yeah, yeah. That's we. There's like a whole. Uh, a community it's like an unspoken thing but i guess in toronto brampton mississauga a lot of people do it but like secret drinking clubs. yeah and i guess arabs well no it's just drinking clubs here <laughs> you sound more pakistani than me right now drinking club it's just a club well yeah i don't know no, i mean a place oh. where they all get together and be like okay no one tell our parents <laughs> <laughs> yeah what you do is uh like i had some pakistani friends who would we drink it was, uh, you just tell you know i'm going over to uh sal's house and we're just gonna, you know, watch movies. And then you need to have like a Muslim friend. So they're like, all right, he's with the Muslim friend. He's not gonna do oh. <laughs> anything out of line. And then you just go with your boys. And yeah, yeah. it's hand. like having the nerdy friend who's yeah. like the valedictorian. And you're like, oh, well, they're not gonna smoke cigarettes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sure. Well, I actually kind of wanted to know because uh, I don't have a ton of Muslim friends. I'm not super aware of the culture and the, uh, the religion specifically. So I was curious as to why. And that's, and that's why. Uh, we are being hit with tornadoes. All right, you need <laughs> transnados. To, transnados. We need to. You need to have more friends who adhere to the one true religion. Because if you don't, Ottawa's gonna get fucked. Wouldn't it be crazy if a transnado was something that if you got caught in it, it changed your sex? When you flew out the other end of the tornado, you were like the opposite sex. <laughs> your cock just gets whipped back. <laughs> like one of those trees. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, so what is it, though? Why um, in the Quran is, is alcohol forbidden? Do you know the, the ideology behind that? Or does, are you just a heathen if you drink? Like, uh, It is forbidden. I mean, indulging in alcohol in Christianity is kind of forbidden, too. It's like you can drink well, wine, but it's you're it's, not... I was going to say, it's also... Like, yeah, yeah, true. It's maybe binge drinking is not celebrated, yes. but the fact that, like, the, the body of... or the, the blood of Christ is, like, we right. literally have alcohol on site every Sunday, you right, know? So right, right. there's some acknowledging and acceptance of alcohol into your... Yes, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I could... Like, I, you know, I grew up going to Quran school. I know all the stories, and so I could dive tell you tell you a lot about it. Um, I find it interesting to be honest. I mean, I don't have a, a specific religion. So that the I thing adhere was to. the thing in Islam was just uh, so Muslims believe in Christianity and Judaism uh, like super hard. Like we're like we believe in Christ. We believe uh, in Moses and the Torah and the Bible. But Christ but was not the Son of God. He wasn't the he was Son of God. Prophet, He's a right? prophet. Okay, like, yeah. yeah, God has no uh, sons. God creates humans. He doesn't. Uh, weirdly procreate or whatever with like some that. lady yeah the, which uh yeah the whole thing is uh yeah god, he's not the son of god and 
there's no trifecta of Holy Ghost. There's no Avengers of God. You know, like yeah. it's just, it's just God. And uh, but but like Jesus is like up there. Like Jesus is mentioned more in the Quran than Muhammad. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesus is mentioned the most amount of times out of all the. And they uh, talk about his crucifixion and all that as well. Yeah, or? every the whole stories in there. Uh, all all of Jesus' stories, how dope he is. It's, but not the miracle stuff, right? They take that out. I'm assuming that. Like well, yeah, that he cured the lepers and all, or that, that he walked on water, or that he rose yeah, yeah, from the that's dead. That's all. That's, that's all, all in there. there. That's all in there. See, so, that would make me believe. Okay, well, maybe this guy is the son of God if if we're willing to accept that he rose. And I'm not crushing, by the way. Right, right. But um, you know, that might convince you. You'd think that if the guy yeah, rose from the, the dead, the story is very similar. It's all in there. So the whole thing of what Muslims believe is that you know, so Muhammad is the last prophet after Jesus. Christians believe Jesus is the last prophet. And Jews believe that Moses is the last mm. prophet. They'll have different stopping points. Different stopping yeah. points because it, God was telling me, like, I'm going to send y'all motherfuckers one last guy. Is Yeah, I mean, humanity's existed for like 200... Modern humans have been around for 200,000 years. So the whole belief in these religions is that God sends has been sending many prophets in different areas to tell them to straighten up. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to send y'all one more. And then it was like, they think it's Moses, they think it's Jesus, they, they, and then... Uh, Muslims believe it's Muhammad because what a crazy thing yeah to have be the differentiating like reason that you have like wars and shit oh with other dude it's, it's like we agree on 95 or 99 percent of this shit except for oh who was the last prophet dude literally that it's these three religions they're like 95 percent so of the world's population or something right some crazy very high yeah very yeah i don't know if it's that. i mean yeah there's probably a lot more atheists than there used to i be. mean they are muslims and christians are the two biggest religions yeah um so it's these are the biggest religions in the world they're they're all the same they're literally all the same i'd say like you know, other than like little semantics, they're other all, than the protagonist, basically. The protagonist is different. <laughs> That's it. The, they all believe in the same story. It's it's the whole thing. I mean, you know, it's whatever. almost like the different don't Batman's. bang your neighbor's wife or whatever. Weirdly, is in all of them. Oh, well, I mean, it's probably good advice if you don't want to get your fucking head punched in by yeah. your neighbor. Yeah, I guess back then you're like, yeah, your neighbors are just gonna walk through. You don't have a door, so he's just gonna fucking kill you if you bang his wife. That's uh, it's just so shocking to me that they're so similar. Like. It's like the way people argue over like who's the best Batman. It's like, well, can we at least all admit that we all like Batman? Yeah, you know, like I kind of can... had a joke written something along those lines. Oh yeah, uh, with like superheroes and all that. It's been done probably. I'm a hack, but shouldn't be. But they keep coming out with new Batmans too, right? That's true. You know, and and maybe they there's maybe religion, there's going to be another anyone. Well, maybe there's going to be another prophet coming along. Like you know, a lot of these. You know, Trumpers, and then they found a new prophet, and oh, and he's spreading around the world too. So who knows? Oh yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's absolutely true. That's how all these people do it. Well, it's, the, Scientology was like that too, right? He convinced a whole yeah. bunch of people. This fucking science fiction writer, right, was like, "I'm gonna write a science fact." Like, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna oh, make man. up a fact. What a fuck. But that's what Mormons are just Christians who believe there's another guy after Jesus. There's a bunch of like Muslim sects as well. That are like, well, there's other guys after Muhammad, mm. so there's it'll it'll keep happening. But anyways, the whole thing is that not drinking is that I don't know why I did this whole rant. People are just getting too fucked up in uh, in, in Saudi Arabia, like the small village where Muhammad was, and he had a few followers at that time. It's like the same story as Jesus. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's eight like posse. followers, and then the posse <laughs> grew bigger and bigger, and then 
Uh, and then people are just getting fucked up. They'd be like praying to God and like drinking was allowed, just not in excess, the same thing. And then they'd just be like, uh, people would just be like praying apparently. And they'd just be like mumbling like gibberish. And then so God was like, you get, you boys got to stop this, man. You boys got to like pray properly. You can't just be like Get in the shit mosque. together. Be like, I was, uh, uh, Allah, who, fuck. What was the last part, dude? It's like, it's hammered, you know? So then he was like, your boys can't drink Muhammad. You got to go tell them they can't. And then Muhammad was like, dude, this is fucked. You can't, like he, Muhammad would like, so in Islam, he'd, he'd be like, God, you can't do this. Come on, they're not gonna like this. And God was like, "Dude, deal with it. Tell your guys." Yeah. So he had to tell them. Apparently, it's, yeah, it's like the first one out of all of them that were like, God got so pissed that he was like, "You can't drink anymore now." Yeah, sloshed worship is not a good look. Slot, yeah, <laughs> they're probably dude. It's probably hot as hell. You in go the to desert. kneel and you just fall flat on your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a funny visual gag, though. Yeah. Um, shit. What else do I want to ask you? Oh, so then with all this in mind, I mean. It, it sounds like you're maybe not the strictest Muslim. No, no, I mean, I'm, if you're I'm not. I'm not. But what do you think happens after you die then? Do you have any like spiritual leanings? Ah, dude, th it's hard. We're all figuring it out. Yeah, you we're know? all figuring it out. That's the thing. I just don't, because I was so, uh, it, like, so inundated with this, really, is that the right word? Yeah, inundated yeah. With the religion, like, so, like, growing up, super religious family. All the Like, time, since I was, yeah. like, six years old, they've been telling me, you're gonna go to hell if you don't believe. So, it's kind of hard to, at some level, not believe it, mm -hmm. unless you super are atheist. And I'm not really atheist, I guess I'm uh, agnostic. Yeah, agnostic. I, and I do believe in God, and, um, but I don't know how much I believe in it. I don't know, I don't really believe I don't, I don't really focus on any religion i don't really care at for this me point. when i see the amount of conflict and death yes. and hurt that comes from quote unquote like doing yeah. the right thing and being a part of a religion that's kind of the line in the sand for me where i'm like i i'm okay with thinking about spirituality i'm very open right. to that and I, I like trying to observe all these different religions because i think they all have very important messages and, and good things you can add to your life but overall signing up for one and listing yeah. i can't do it Oh, absolutely, dude. Religion causes half the fucking all of the world's problems, and there's but if so much hypocrisy too in every single one. If it's not one of these three religions, it's just every, uh, like you said, like uh, you know, Trump is a religion. All these people, yeah. you, humans need like leadership and guidance. Idols, idols. Yeah. Humans need answers. We're thinking creatures, and. We don't have the answers. Yeah. Religion gives you a quick solution to life's hardest problems. You know, what happens after death? Heaven and hell. How do you... That to me is like not a simple solution at all. Because then that you have to think about infinity. All of a sudden you're like, okay, so I go to this place that's beautiful and amazing and all my friends right. are there. I'm going to do that forever? Yeah, but, but the thing end? is, but the thing is, it's in bliss. It's like you're on heroin. The whole, like you're not going to feel bad. That sounds messed up, you know? Yeah, but I mean... If you get, were literally, if your dopamine doesn't you're just run in out, ecstasy, yeah. you're just happy. That's what all, all of us want. Yeah, I guess. So it's the same. It is. I would only be truly happy if I somehow through that process lost all sense of time and, and cognizance of like chronological, because sure. that would eat me up inside. I'd be like, okay, well. That's probably what it is. Like the religion doesn't get into the semantics. They just tell you you're going to be happy. Like, yeah. don't worry. You're, you'll be happy. And look, if, if that, if you don't like that, you could go to the other place. Yeah. <laughs> Where your skins, you're gonna get skinned alive. Well, there's reincarnation as a, as a, a third right, sort of right, way right. to think about it, which to me is almost the best one because if you truly get a blank slate, 
like you could say, well, you, you might have already lived 4,000 lives. Like, does it bug you at all? No. Like, right. you know what I mean? And that's, there's something comforting in that knowing that. Yeah, but then you're not you. So, um, yeah, I know, right? Isn't but to trip? finish my other thought is Sorry, just, yeah. yeah, everything, like, people are just gonna hate other people because they have their own certain ideologies, which are made by a charismatic person. Yeah. Like, people need leadership. We want answers. Most people don't like to think for themselves, right? So, whatever. America yeah. is a religion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, being uh, super patriotic for super any country. patriotic. Yeah. That's a religion. So, if you didn't have, uh, a lot of these people aren't super Christian, but they're just super American. Yeah. Uh, I fucking the the guy in China, the, the Chinese dictatorship. That's a religion. They literally worship him. Oh, they you mean his, uh, like North Korea? Uh, China. Even oh, China, China too. No. They oh, sure. they worship like they they have like the guy's picture. I forget his name. What's his name? I don't know that. I always think of King Jong Un when I think of this stuff. No, one of my buddies. He's uh, he's Chinese, and he was like showing me like he's half Chinese and half German, and uh, his uh, whatever Chinese side grandmother. Uh, her apartment in Toronto went over, and she had like a little shrine mm. with like the di- like the dictator. Like they really believe. But is it, it like a forced worship where like if you don't worship him, we're gonna kill you or that kind of shit? You can only do forced worship. Yes, that I mean that's what Stalin did, and that's what these guys do in North Korea. Yeah. But that only gets you so far. You have to make these guys believe it. Humans are easy to trick. I feel like yeah, because she's in Toronto with the shrine. She like moved to Canada. But has like a shrine of this guy. Wow! Like pay pictures of him up. Like they, these leaders. Pres- President Z, isn't it for China? Right. What XI like? It's probably a yeah. new one. She probably had the old so, guy huh. back in her time. I don't know too much. Well, but there's I know Mao. There's, yeah. Mao Maybe it was Mao. But yeah. I know some Asian cultures have like um, dynasties and stuff very right. similar to like the royals and all that. You right. Know, where, like right. they would worship the. Who's the who's the head guy in Japanese dynasties? I can't think of like not the shogun. What's the name? The emperor. Emperor. Thank you. That's the word. Which right. makes me think of Star Wars. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um. Shit, man. We're all over the place yeah, here. Yeah, we are. Sorry, uh, I'm ADD. As no, I that's did. okay. I, I love these types of podcasts. I always just got to remember where the hell I was in notes. Oh yeah, I did want to talk to you about uh, racism yeah. because I can only imagine, uh, you know, in North America, especially post 9/11. That's what I was thinking about the most because we're probably. Roughly the same age. I don't know. How old are you? I am 25. Are you actually? Yes. Why did I think you were so much older? Yeah, dude. I have a Sorry, lot of... Sorry. Like, I don't mean that as an insult. A lot of eye bags, dude. No, no. It's not like wrinkles or anything. You just seem like a fully grown-ass man, you know? Like, you could have kids or whatever. Like, I don't know why. I thought you were like 30 at least. Nah. Sorry dude, if that's bad. No, My dude, bad. It's all good. It's all good. I feel bad after saying it's someone looks older than they do. I'll take it as I uh, I present myself as older. Yeah. Well, you're very Instead mature you and you like come off as... man's fucking wrinkly face. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, you present yourself very mature and uh, uh, well-spoken you. and stuff. Uh, but okay, so even more so then. So what year would you have been born? I don't feel 96. Like, there we go. Yeah. Oh, so you weren't that old when 9-11 happened in like seven. Oh, dude, not, I but was. But still, the ramifications of. I was like six of, or seven, something like that. Yeah, dude, I, I vividly remember it. It was the day. I mean, you've probably heard this all the time. It sounds cliche. It was the day that I, like, brown people's lives changed and you were like, you were just very clearly the enemy in the public's mm. eye. I mean, dude, every day on the news station, it'd just be telling you that these these people are fucking worse than Satan. They all want to cut your head off. We, and- they had to convince the entire North America, the entire Western world, that it's okay to invade these countries. It's okay to kill how many millions of people? I don't know what the death toll is now. You had to... Tr- you had to the media and the governments had to 
convince the masses that it's okay to kill them, to go and bomb them daily. Mm. Do you know how much brainwashing that is? Uh, you know, it is it's brainwashing. You go on TV every day. You have to be like, these guys are bad because yeah. otherwise people will be like, why the fuck? You like? Well, it's also distract the populace with other shit too. That happens right. a lot too with stupid well, entertainment crap and distract like, them. But they needed the vo- they like Bush campaigned that, on like, inv- yeah. he campaigned on in- invading. Uh, what was it? Iraq. We'll or get Saddam Hussein and yeah, Osama and all that. And like all that. Yeah. these guys and the, the the Muslim fucking problem and uh, Islamist extremists. So literally, just that nine eleven was a day that I just became an enemy. Like mm. me and my family became an enemy. Especially at that age, that must be so terrifying. Yeah, I mean, you don't really realize it because you're just kids, and then uh, you know. But I, I vividly remember a memory. Uh, remember a memory. Well, that's what you do with them. Yeah, yeah it's it sounds weird to say, but it's it does. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, uh, redundant. No, but you must have seen a shift in your parents and the older people Dude, in your so life. So we were in. Uh, this was maybe two thousand and four, two thousand three or four. Um, and uh, my my dad took us, me and my siblings, uh, me and my family, to a vacation in Quebec City. We were living in Montreal at the time, and uh, we went to a McDonald's in Quebec City. Um, just like right outside Quebec City, like one of those on route highway McDonald's. Okay, yeah. But it was very busy there, and uh, we're just trying to order some filet fishes, the worst thing on the fucking menu, <laughs> because my family was super religious; they only eat halal meat and fish. You oh, can eat fish. Okay, okay. So we're just like a sad little brown family there, just eating like just stinky rotten, fish, stinky fish, <laughs> and. Uh, this this guy, this like white French dude, just starts yelling at my dad and be like, I I don't exactly remember what he said, but along the lines of "You fucking terrorist! It, we should go bomb you. They're gonna come get you, fuckers. Oh my God. Go back, whatever. Fuck you. I'm I'm gonna suit up myself and go kill you, motherfuckers." There, he was screaming that with an accent too, which is funny. Like being, "You fucking terrorist! You fuck, <laughs> fuck you! Fuck it! We will bomb you. You come here and you, you eat your fish. <laughs> yeah, you come here, you eat my fish." <laughs> This is the worst Quebec accent. Uh, it was the best Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking terrorists. Yeah, it's like kind of like a mix with France, French. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. How oh, would they say terrorists? How would they say terrorists with the Quebec? Terrorists. I don't yeah, know. Terrorists. I don't know. Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the make it even more aggressive. You know. Oh, well, there's a lot of that in Arab speak too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a, not in Urdu though. So. Oh, did. fair. Okay. Uh, that's what I speak. Anyways, yeah, dude, he was like doing all that, and then like it, it got like very, and people around weren't doing shit. Like some people, like he had like his table of boys there, and he was the one getting aggressive, and like, and my dad was like trying to swerve around. My mom was like, oh, like almost in tears, and my dad had like we were, dude, we were like little. The fucking what What's kind of piece it? of shit do you have to be to see like little six year olds kids. and like my three year old brother there and come up and attack a man like that, and then. My dad like took this guy to a separate table from where he we were sitting, and he was like, "We could talk here." He like, "Don't yeah. yell at me in front of my face." We want to talk, and then so he's sitting there, and I just like crept in and sat next to him because I thought this guy was gonna kill my dad or something. This guy was like, "Fuck you!" Yelling at, and my dad was like trying to have like a conversation, trying yeah. to tell him that we're not terrorists, trying to relax. And his this fears. guy, and then he like fucking flipped ketchup and fucking ketchup splash it, and then uh, we were like, "All right, we're just gonna eat in the car," and. Families like you know, my mom's crying. My That's dad's all fucked. Up, man. Yeah, so 
uh, this is the type of shit it did. And uh, I mean, and then you face racism. Sadly, I'm sure that wasn't a unique story. I'm sure there's plenty of other people, oh, yeah. uh, you know, brown people, as you call them. But, you know, yeah. People yeah. who are affected by that, and I, oh man, I, I'm sorry you had to go through that on behalf of shitty white people. I don't nah, think I mean, I'm a shitty white person, but I'll try to apologize for the assholes of my Caucasian persuasion. Yeah, no, but you don't. You don't have to. It's also like, yeah, you face racism. Oh, let's be honest. Know. Yeah, who cares if you're white or not? Just being racist in general. Being racist doesn't in general matter what is color bad. you are. Yeah, it is fucking rough to uh, you know North America and just grown up just in the, in the around the world you're the bad guy you're the devil yeah. even to, to this day I think it's finally getting better it's yeah and shout out to shout out to COVID and you know well, and like I was just watching um, the new Marvel show Kamala Khan she's openly right. Muslim and that's cool just to see that representation it is cool to know that cool. like someone growing up in that kind of a family is going to be like oh I could be a superhero too you know yeah yeah so, I think it, that, that you wouldn't is- have gotten a show like that in 2001 that's all i'm saying oh absolutely there never would have been a chance in hell you know the first show i remember seeing that was like really openly muslim was um little mosque on the prairie yeah dude i I I didn't watch a lot of it but i was aware of it my dad loved that show it was cbc production yeah i don't know i mean canada is i i we face shit in canada but it's better than the states but i it's just a, a whole aura of propaganda you know that made you the the devil more so and it's like it's this person's fault or it's that person's fault. At the end, who knows? They're just succumbing to brainwashing, essentially. Yeah, it's yeah. it's whatever American politics. Whoever they want to be the enemy, so they can like get some gains and defense contracts yep. and oil or whatever. Then that's the enemy. It's Russian or it's uh, you know Chinese. Uh, but yeah, so that was shitty. But I mean, people are like I have to apologize on behalf of white people. Well, I, I mean, that's not. I didn't really mean it like. Uh, thinking that it was going to do anything. Obviously, I can't I can't forgive <laughs> some sorry, random like, oh guys' my God, what? actions. Nobody's but, ever said that to You me. know, I just feel shitty when I hear a story yeah. like that, and I'm like, come on. Like, even if the kids weren't there, like, who the fuck does that, you know? Yeah, yeah you know. You but angry, shit. scared people, like, that's what we're saying, you know? It's it's people who are afraid. That's what it really comes down to. Right, right. I mean, whatever. It gives you gives me material. Uh, yeah, you didn't know at that age that, like, you're like, 15 years later, this yeah. is going to be some hot, good jokes, some man. good jokes, yeah. Shit. Well, did you deal with racism in the comedy world at all? Uh, like you're coming back from Alberta. Yeah, cow- I mean, well, the audiences. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. I guess there's some racist comments. There's racist everybody's. That's why I love seeing you on stage. Though every time I've ever watched you interact with the crowd, it's very clear who's in charge right from the beginning. You, of course. Right. But you're you're very comfortable and confident in a way that I feel like even if someone said some racist shit, you would be able to shut them down very quickly and have the audience like turn on that person very quickly right right yeah but that's such an art to be able to do that that's not everyone can master a crowd like that yeah thanks dude i mean yeah crowd work is just practice as well i've been you know uh i made it a goal for one year maybe like two years ago i was like all right i really need to work on crowd work now so every show i went i just did crowd work for a while and then you build it up you're hosting and then you weave it in with your material uh when people say shitty things like that i think of yeah somebody uh, th- this didn't happen in Alberta. I think I forget where it was. Some small town near um, uh, Ottawa. Uh, I think it was like some Cornwall, French, <laughs> m- maybe Rockland. Sorry, or something. Cornwall. <laughs> some like French, you know. Ontario oh yeah, town. yeah. Maybe Cornwall. I don't think it was Cornwall. No, Cornwall is not super French. But I I, like I made some joke about like, uh. You know, ah, you guys look kind of racist or whatever. Some hack joke, ah, white people fucking yeah. racist. And uh, they were like, they're like, 
Woo, fuck yeah, we are. And the guy, and he's like, uh, and then I was like, all right. I just tried to crowd work him. He was like, he's like, just do your jokes, boy. And uh, I was like, oh, all gross. right. Yeah. As, as you, but then, yeah. You it's can not hear like the, the like, whoosh, yeah, yeah. Just in the background. And, but then I'm like, I, I don't remember what I, I'm like, who the fuck says it? I just like on stage, like you said, you just turn the other, everybody yeah. in that audience isn't racist. They're like, you see, you just make fun of them. Dude, like, go back to Duck Dynasty, you know? Go whatever. back to fucking your yeah. sister or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy jokes. You're like, you know. What is the worst heckle you've ever gotten? Uh, and how did you navigate that situation? Maybe that one? The worst maybe, well, that sounds pretty bad, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the worst heckle. Or maybe I, one where you felt like you you really. I mean, dude, in, uh, like coming back from Alberta, I didn't get like too much racist stuff. Uh, but uh, I, I did a show in Grand Prairie. And um, there was there's, so it's a show in a casino in like the showroom of a casino, decently big show, uh, and then it's one of those shows where I just do thirty and then the headliner does sixty, so I have to just open a cold room of like Alberta, you know, rednecks and blue collar oil workers and wow. too many women with like upper thigh barbed wire tattoos <laughs> for some reason and men with mud still on them <laughs> and do you feel apprehension from a crowd like that like the second you walk on stage no no it's just a reg those crowds are usually good man these people don't get that much entertainment i'm making fun of them, but they're lovely and very nice okay awesome but it's just a cold show in general yeah so you're opening the show up and the first few minutes are gonna be bad so then so i, I crowd work and uh Sorry, the radio guy. So there's like a radio announcer who brings you up before you go. He's just like, ladies and gentlemen, your first act uh, coming from Ottawa, Abdullah Osman. But he didn't do that. He went up and he was like, how are we doing tonight? Yeah. And then he makes some shitty joke, bombs. And then he goes, oh, not a big joke crowd, eh? And I was like, oh, oh my brutal. God. Already Pick on the crowd. crowd, yeah. And then he he does some, he's like, ah, <laughs> this guy, do you like jokes? Some shitty crowd work. And he's like, this guy looks like a flat earther. Just out of nowhere, he said that. And the guy, the guy was like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and then he was like, are you really a flat earther? And I'm in the back. I'm like, dude, bring me up. I'm the comedian. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. And so he, the guy's like legitimately a flat earther. So I go up. I, I do some crowd work with him. Get some jokes. He makes some jokes about it. Like he's flat earther, yada, yada. He Then he just keeps talking about how the earth is flat. He's like. I've been in the airplane, man. I was like, <laughs> while you're on I'm stage, I'm like, what? Are, yeah, it, like just. Inter- I'm like, I've I've been on the airplane. I'm like, all right, good for you. Is that like an accomplishing thing? Is that like a big deal in Grand Prairie to be on an airplane? Uh. I, I was like, did you not see the Earth's curvature? Then it just became like a Joe Rogan podcast. Debate. Oh my god! And he's like, well, the windows are are specifically made. I was like, what? He's like, the it's windows like an optical are optical illusion. Yeah. Oh my. And god. then so I'm doing my jokes. And then I go back, and then he talks again, and I, I'm like, you still believe the earth is flat? He's like, all right, well, it might not be flat, but it is hollow. <laughs> and so now he went from flat earth to hollow. How could, yeah, how could something flat be hollow? I was like. It would be like a discus, like yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. hole in the middle, like or like a CD, I guess. It's a flat hollow, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that and this guy would sense. not shut up, dude. He just kept oh, like, man. and I was like, this is the most small town shit. Just like a guy adamant about convincing everybody that the earth is flat. Oh, my it's God. It's hilarious. Yeah, well, man, it sounds like you handled that one well, though. I I mean, it was brutal. I'm making it. it sound funnier. It was brutal. 
because uh, people also don't want to. I found that in uh, Alberta, these small towns, when you do shows, because like there's a little bit big blue collar uh, culture there, and these people are laborers or work, you know, whatever, and um, they're 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 right leaning, they're more old school, they they get in fights a lot and whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of like, you know, rough rough edged people there. So the small towns when you do shows, you crowd work doesn't do well there because. Um, other people don't want to laugh at anyone else uh, in the crowd. They don't want to laugh at their expense mm. because like a that, community thing? any guy, no, more so like any guy in here could be a problem. Like people are oh, so hot-headed shit. that a guy could just fucking smash a bottle They're and like, so he's going to oh, go no. after me, but he might go after you as well if you're laughing. Like uh, some shit could break you down. You just make a small joke and they're like, oh no, he didn't just say that. This is it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh shit! I I thought you were gonna go the other way that they all like have such a community feel that like well no don't pick on Sally she just lost her cat. <laughs> you know? I mean maybe a bit of that but more so like people are quick to fight there. You know. See people man, are... I think one of the funnest things about going to a comedy show is watching a comedian do crowd work and I and I love when you see an audience that gets that and yes. they're they're there for that and right. they're there to come just have some silly time and not take themselves or yeah. the comic too seriously. You know. Just really lighten the fuck up. That's that's what it should be at a comedy show. Absolutely. Because, uh, and I'm not like a shitty, you know, I don't do like, I don't really punch down or or make fun of uh, uh, people and then go into it too hard. Like I usually, whatever, I go back to myself. Mm. So I'll make fun of somebody. Hey, you look like this, whatever, uh, yada, yada. But then I'll be like, who am I to talk? I, you know, I look like yeah. I work at a cell phone kiosk. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like I'll go back to myself because... I'll be like, ha ha, look at this guy. And then I'll be like, ha ha, look at me even more. Yeah, I'm you know idiot. why? Because beating the shit out of someone's not fun, but sparring is. And that feels more like, like you're you're taking a couple punches, but so am I, you know? Yes, and then yeah. it's fun as opposed to just wailing on somebody. Everybody's taking like punches here. Yeah, we're just now here we're to just having, yeah, yeah. That's cool though. Yeah. But uh, yeah, some people, you know, these people, they have big egos, fragile egos or whatever. I mean, you've, they work. They work in the fields for fucking like 60 hours a week. Yeah. Then they come out. I can understand it from their perspective as well. They want to have a laugh. They don't want to get shitted on. So yeah. They just want to watch it like it's TV. Kind watch of. it. Exactly. Yeah. That is. So you just got to go up and do your jokes. I'm like, hey, you know, whatever. What's up with doctors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not rely on that interaction. Yeah. Hmm. Do you have any questions, Dad? Normally, he, I know you didn't prep one, but just from listening to the convo, have you uh, thought of anything you want to ask him? No, I kind of stuck my oar in as we went along, so I'm good. <laughs> okay, right on. Um, I did want to talk about your graphic design because I saw that you were uh, a talented artist and you did like Jazz Fest stuff for Questlove and The Roots, which yeah. was super cool. How'd you get that gig? Damn. Yeah, was it man. on uh, Salad, the uh, gig Salad? <laughs> yeah. Hire me for uh, The Roots uh, as The Roots artist for 20 bucks. No, I uh, I apply. I was... Uh, I got like a junior level position there as a graphic designer. That's I did my degree in product design okay. at Carlton U, uh, which encompasses graphic design, technical design, so much. But uh, I like graphics and art, so I went into graphic design and got that job uh, at the Ottawa Jazz Festival, and then I made my way up to be the senior designer. I only worked there for a year, but yeah, I got to work on the 2019 Jazz Fest and they had like big names. So I got to do like exclusive artwork for The Roots and Nora Jones. And uh, that's so cool, man. Yeah, man. It was, 
like Boston and all these bands and big groups. Uh, the Roots really, the the Roots uh, reached out to Questlove. Was it Black Thought reached out to me? Because I was in charge of making like the whole theme and the artwork for the poster. Okay. So I went with this like minimalist 70s stencil type of design. And I used like a like an illustration of the roots, like Black Thought and Questlove as like the main festival poster. Oh so, wow. Okay, cool, cool. Because I was I'm a huge They weren't I'm expecting a, that. They weren't, yeah. So they reached out to me and they're like, yo, like can you you know appreciate it for black or black thought yeah he's like all it's all love my brother thank you so much for the work peace and love yeah talking he shouted like you out nice yeah, yeah, yeah talking like true uh true like 90s underground rappers all peace <laughs> and love my brother yeah. all the lingo i was like hey man uh, yeah it's like you know black thought is like the the main guy from the roots who does the the microphone skills you know on jimmy yeah, fallon very talented rapper Oh yeah, yeah, super talented. Yeah. Most people know them from Jimmy Fallon now. I know it's shitty because in the nineties, yeah, huge. I mean, they they have some real beautiful rap. Yeah, they've got some great songs. Yeah, he reached out and he was like, "I was like, no shit, I'm fucking DMing Black Thought right now." That's crazy. Uh, and and then he was like, uh, "I would love to have one. Uh, can you can you ship it to me?" And uh, I was like, "Can you? I would love to. Can you ship one to me?" And I was like, "This is." amazing i was like fuck it but then i fucked up and i was like oh yeah of course i'm gonna get a beautiful high quality poster printed what's your house address i said what's your house address and then he ghosted me <laughs> oh shit yeah he thought you were gonna send him a bunch of crazy crap yeah. other stuff maybe he's just or like just no, come no. and find him he's like this guy's <laughs> insane why is he asking for my because uh i presented myself to be as like better than i was like yeah but i have like a design firm i'll just lie and be like yeah, i have a design firm yeah Fake but, it till you make it. Uh, I was just like the designer at the festival. So he just thought I'd reach out to age, his agent and yeah. get it sent. But I, I was like, I still think that's a little harsh to, go, harsh to go somebody after you're just like oh. giving them big ups and <laughs> saying thank you for all this work and then to just kind of, I don't know, who knows what celebrities like that deal yeah, with. Yeah, but know? they also deal with crazy people. So I just looked mm. back at the text and I was like, I just sent it so quick, and I was like, "Like, what's where do you live? Yeah, where do you live?" <laughs> and he's like, "This guy's insane." I'm As opposed, to if you had said like, uh, where, "What's your shipping address?" Or yeah, like yeah, an yeah. address I could ship what's, this exactly, to. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, but to, yeah, but to cut someone out for one like misstep seems so over the top, you know? Also, yeah, but he also probably just never looked. at He just looked at. He's like, "This is weird." And then too much just, to deal with. Yeah, yeah. He's, he has. A, he's he's famous and big. And yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But yeah, that was a cool thing I did uh, with graphic design, but I, I I don't do it too much anymore. Oh, no? Yeah, it's just comedy. I know you're doing some Yucks posters and stuff. And, I did uh, some work Dirty for Dirty Bird Festival. Yeah, yeah, I did Birdie's uh, branding for the Dirty Bird and all that. So I do I do stuff. I do stuff for comics, uh, just commission-based here and there. But I don't do, you know, I'm not trying to make it full-time as a graphic designer. I left that. I've left every good job opportunity I've had uh, for stand-up. Yeah, that's how you know you're a true stand-up man. I hope so. I hope. No, honestly, I, I've interviewed a lot of comics on this show, and the ones that stand out the most to me are the ones that fit that like pure right. stand-up. Like they can't do anything else. It's always the siren song. Yeah, because I like doing comedy, but I, I mean, besides just having a family and too many other things going on, right. uh, I don't. I know I couldn't survive. I know I'm probably not good enough. Uh, yeah, you get better and all that, right, but right. I don't think I could handle life on the road. I would have way too much anxiety. I'd be like, I miss my kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, you, yeah, life on the road, like, just, 
coming back from Alberta and it seems glamorous, but it's not for most of the part. You're in some shitty hotel room. Like I was in a, in Fort McMurray, a town that got ravaged by Wildfires. Uh, God's wrath. Yeah. Because <laughs> they keep mining oil. Yeah. Uh, leave Mother yeah. Nature alone. Leave Mother Nature. Yeah. But yeah, it's the worst place I've ever been in with all due respect. It's just sad there because it's like just a town built. Does everything for still like, look all burnt down. Yeah, but on top of that, it's just like we gave them money and then they just rebuilt it worse. Oh, they, I feel like they just <laughs> we gave them money and they bought more burnt trees to put around. <laughs> guys, it's been four years. Like what the fuck? And, like in my oh, hotel room, there was just not to laugh at the plight of people. No, who lost no, their homes, no. It was very you know. sad. And yeah, once again, lovely people in Fort Mac. It was a great show. You just uh, didn't like the the nature decor. The, the decor, yeah, just dude. It's very much like Sudbury for me. Like I, right. I didn't. Uh, to be fair, I didn't like a lot of the people there. Either. <laughs> but uh, I, I just lived there for a few months when I was twenty one, I guess. Around right, it was just rocks everywhere and very. I coming from Ottawa it was a big step down as far as like a, yeah, just population and and uh, how far you have to travel from one place right. to the other and all that. Yeah. Not my jam. <laughs> I was yeah, happy dude. to come back. And a lot of these towns, like, you know, it's just uh, the oil industry or whatever. Like, you know, It's mining up there. Mining right? and or whatever, automotive industry. A lot of these towns are just built for that purpose. There's nothing else to do. Everything's bleak. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that weird to grow up in a city where, like, a massive part of the population does the same thing? I find that interesting. Like, oh, well, this is a fishing town. Or this is the town where everybody works at the nuclear plant. Or, yeah. like, you know... Well, people or move Amazon there. these days. <laughs> people, I get like that's what makes a city, right? Because yeah. these people, like I like working in this industry. I don't mind it. Dude, those people make a lot of money. Their towns are just shit. They're dog shit. It's depressing. <laughs> They're just like little gray buildings. Uh, everything's gray, bleak. There was, drab, dude, there was yeah. a blood stain on the carpet in my hotel room. Right, like legit. I have pictures. Actually, do you want to see the picture? Sure. Yeah, throw I, it up if you put it. Uh, well, yeah, you could. I'll send, send it to me you. after, and You'll I'll put throw it up. It up. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's and then just, I'll throw up. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> like it's very clearly blood. It can't be Kool Aid. Like it looks like something thick, like just you know, on the carpet, on a blue carpet. So and blood, well, blood should have like a brownish tinge. It, ha- it had all the signs. Of blood. And then you got to wonder where the blood, like what kind? Is this fight blood? Is this sex blood? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a weird term, sex blood. It was like a puddle like this big of blood. It could have been both. It could have been a sexy fight. Yeah. I looked at that and I'm like, I'm not crowd working in this town, dude. There's, I'm not chirping anybody. Oh, man. So the road is, uh, yeah. And then sometimes you, you know, your bookers will pay you whatever. Here's however many uh, hundred dollars not hundred fucking more than that but yeah whatever your amount is you just get paid that but they don't care to promote the show or whatever they have sponsors so you just go and do show, a show for like 15 hammered fucking deranged people and a flat earther and uh, <laughs> you know like, and you're still getting paid but it's yeah not it's the just a, yeah so the road is um you have to really want to do comedy to do that but if you want to do comedy like in any industry, it's you like the challenges. You love, I love that shit. It gets sad, but then I remind myself, I'm like, this is sick. Like, this is going to make me better. Yeah. Or this is the experience. This is what you can tell people later on about. Did uh, you get uh, crippling anxiety still when you go to do stand up, or you're pretty much in a comfortable space now where you're going? I think up? I'm in a pretty comfortable state, but I get, I get 
nervous still. I get anxious, but those are good nerves. Yeah, okay. I told myself a, a while, a long time ago that, you know, you don't push the nerves away. Use the nerves. It means you're stoked. Mm. I just watched the movie Rush. Have you seen Rush? It's about like a Formula One drivers, uh, Liam Hemsworth. And oh, it's a great um, movie. is it? Oh, I thought it was the other Hemsworth. This is the guy who played Thor, I thought. Chris Hemsworth. He's in it and he's playing like a Ferrari guy or something. I think it's his brother. Maybe it's I him. can't remember. Yeah, but it's, yeah I think it's I've a, heard of it. It's that they're F1 drivers who, you know, and it was about their come up to rivals. Uh, it related a lot to stand up because they talked about how they're just outcasts from society. They do something very weird in a different town every week. And the lower levels, you're not like a glamorous star. Yeah. You're just racing for pennies. Um, with all the performance anxiety, a lot of correlations to stand up. I when I watch, you know, stuff like that, I, I correlate it to what I do. And the guy, so he, this guy, um, uh, James Hunt, I believe, is the actual guy that he was playing based on a true story. And he was like a playboy, super charismatic, super, uh, you know, uh, like ostentatious and uh, showy. But then right before the race. Right before he got in the car, he would just like pace, start pacing, and then he would crouch down and puke, just yak his guts up before every show. Really? Or show, every race. And then he would hop in the car and kill. And then- Weird. So this girl saw it, this this charismatic playboy who has no care in the world, who knows he's the best at what he does, just start pacing and getting frantic and then puking. And she was like, "Is he all? What the hell? Is he all right?" And then his uh, team goes, "Ah, uh, he's th- that's that that's just means he's stoked. Yeah. He does that before every show or every race." And I was like, "Yeah, dude, that, I could relate to that. I'll start nervously pacing. You're running your the, your bits through your head. You're you're set, and uh, you're getting your adrenaline up. It's like a fight or flight, right? Yeah. So you need that. You need those nerves. When I saw that, I was like, "This is sick. This is." You know, you need some anxiety. To have that energy on stage. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, if you're too blasé, I don't know, some comics just have no care in the world and they go up and they also kill, but that works for their style. Yeah. For my style, it helps if I have a little edge. I get people to shit talk me before my shows. Really? You ask them to? <laughs> yeah. I might. I might. I need therapy, dude. I can't afford <laughs> therapy. I just, <laughs> I just play PlayStation online and trick my friends into talking about feelings, dude. And they'll just be like, dude, you're gay. Shut up. <laughs> but I need, I, I get my, I get people to shit talk like the doormen at the clubs and they'll be like, oh man, you're going to kill it. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Just say, same, I'm dog shit. Say I'm going to, I'm going to eat it tonight. Cause then it gets me riled up. So I don't you have know. Something to overcome. It, and- it pumps me up, dude. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's like, uh, yeah. Well, to be fair, if you tell anyone like, "Oh, you're gonna do so good," I feel I hate that. I, I think hate, yeah. no matter if it's comedy or whatever, that's it's like a jinx almost, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, knock on wood or whatever. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it's a jinx. That's why the traditional theater is break a leg. Right. Who were we talking? Talk. Oh, Vic was telling us about that though. That he said uh, it was because back in the day the theaters. The people would pound on the on the stage or whatever if they really liked it, and I guess if they did it enough, the stage leg would break, and that's what oh, he is told that us. What it is? This is yeah, a guy we had on. Then uh, that's yeah, yeah that's right. He said that. That was yeah, I forgot that recording. That was like yeah, before yeah. he left or whatever. Yeah, I'd forgot that, but that's I always heard. assumed it was more in the vein of what you guys were talking right. about. You don't want to wish somebody good luck and and you know 
that you so you do the opposite. You say break a leg, break a fucking leg, you know, and and then, and, you, you and then they the then they'll kill like a yeah. reverse yeah. curse. Yeah, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, yeah. Reverse psychology works well on me. You know? Yeah, my parents wanted me to be a good Muslim, and I didn't. If they, if they were just like, yeah, here's a religion, but it kind of sucks, I'd be like, fuck you, mom and dad. I'm going to yeah. do the most. You'll find I'm all the great gonna, things about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going to look at a woman my entire life. <laughs> I'm not going to even sniff booze. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just work on reverse psychology, I guess. So I'll, so I'll that starts in the teenage years, I think, with almost all teenagers. You well, don't want to yeah. do whatever your parents. Yes. You always do the opposite. Like, yeah. If my parents would have smoked like cigarettes, I don't think I ever would have started. Yes. But instead, they were both clean cut in that regard. I mean, my mom used to smoke when she was before she had kids and shit. But, right. Um. So to me, that was like appealing and and dangerous and mysterious. And I started smoking. When I was like thirteen. You know. That is true. Weed yeah. and drinking, all that stuff, because it was the bad thing to do. But if my parents had been alcoholic chain smokers, I'm pretty sure I would have been going to class every day to you know come out of that come out, know, yeah yeah exactly be the lotus flower coming out of that instead yeah. we were clean we got good educations we held steady <laughs> jobs all the opportunities you know? in the world <laughs> like, you guys i should have fucked my own life up so you'd have a great life yeah. sorry about that i think it t- i turned out all right in the end you yeah this is your fault for giving us a good life and upbringing Oh, I gave my parents some scares over the years, I'm sure, with just partying too hard. That was my right. only thing. I never I never got like in trouble with the cops. Right. I never I never got in fights. I just indulged in substances a Subs- lot. Yeah. And not like crack or anything, but like, you know, I experimented a lot and I smoked cool. a lot of weed. Why the fuck not? Why not? <laughs> well, I would say going back, I agree. I think that experimenting with stuff like that is not bad, but while you have a developing brain, I think I would have held off to maybe my twenties just based on right. newer studies and stuff. Right. And, and it's, of course, now having a 13-year-old, I'm like, yo, you're not doing that shit until you're, yeah. like, fucking 21. That like, is true. Like, yeah. While I'm vaping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, people like the weed, weed people are fun. I, they're, they're so fun. They're like, yeah, it's a, it's a natural. It's, it's a plant. I'm like, this 13-year-old is smoking something called the anal roaster right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is going to help him be a good person when he grows up yeah. or a fully developed person. Was this called Psycho Train Ride? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Psycho Train, yeah. Uh, this one is called You Will Have Schizophrenia in Four Years. That's re- Yo, I only smoke that schizo, bro. Yo, it's Kill Your Parents OG Kush or whatever. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that at the- Kill a Kush. Kill a Kush, yeah. The, the younger age, I think, maybe hold off. That's yeah. that's sort of looking back in retrospect. But I think that's also part of just growing up. Uh, I think that there's that whole do as I say, not as I do. That's like every parent, you know? They're like drinking right. a beer and they're like, better not catch you drinking. That kind of right, shit, you know? It's right. different phases in your life or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah. Every family's different too. Every, every person's got every, a different experience. Yeah. Did you party a lot like that or no? I, I do. I, or you I, do still? I, yeah, I, I do still. Yeah, I'm in my uh, psychedelics. No, no, not really. Uh, I'm an anxious person, so I can't. I can help with that very much. Yeah, I don't. Mushrooms? The whole thing. The whole thing is like, yeah, hey man, go on a yeah, take five grams of mushrooms and sit in the forest. Well, I was gonna say microdosing, actually right. taking small amounts you don't even feel. But I've they, tried that. Yeah, they say that that can help with uh, anxiety and depression and stuff. And right. Yeah, I I've, won't comment, but <laughs> I. I mean, I I know people who are like, what what's it called, like a. Uh, a god dose or some crazy shit like yeah you, there's that approach too some people where, say like go lose your mind and your demons yeah, right on like ayahuasca or something yeah. like that yeah and then you see your monsters and then you get through it and i'm like no my monsters are tucked away 
Can I just... <laughs> they're locked up. Why do I want to release... Well, it's supposed to be that in the end, it ends up being like a positive thing in the long run, you know? work. It's hard to go through. And I mean, I don't know. I've never done ayahuasca, but all right. the documentaries I've watched, in the end, people seem to say, I'm glad I did it. Right. Even though they went to hell and back or whatever, coming yeah. out of it, yeah. they're like reborn. You learn to love yourself again. That's what a lot of people say, really? that you get back in touch with like, like, you know, getting through all your insecurities and really just loving yourself and... You know, forgiveness is a big part. I don't know. I mean, I see the logic in it. You see all your fears uh, in the worst way possible. Manifest. All your anxiety manifested, yeah. not just in the back of your head. Now you're facing them, right? Yeah. You're like, I'm a fucking disappointment to my parents. Now the disappointment manifests itself as a fucking goblin. And, <laughs> and some shamans next and to sh you. Like yeah. Uh, yeah, and the fucking uh, ant man crawling up your penis, and you're like, "Oh no, my f my fear is crawling up my penis and exploding." And then you're like, "Oh, that wasn't so bad." You probably well, I meditate a lot, and it's the same thing. It's not the same thing, but it's you know, you meditate, uh, and and you let your thoughts come to you, and you don't you don't try to push them, yeah, and you don't try to indulge in them. You just look at them. You let them like clouds passing in the sky. Exactly, yeah. cloud. Like I've I almost, heard that they're analogy. almost like in my mind, it's almost like cue cards, like fucking coming up. To don't me judge them though. Yeah, yeah. Don't judge them. Well, don't judge yourself for having those thoughts. for having those yeah. thoughts. Like you can judge them in the way like it's like if you're driving in a car and you think about just like yo, I could fucking just drive into this tree yeah, right now. Yeah. Everyone has that thought. Yeah, the Bill Burr bit where he's like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard it. And you're like, I forgot about that, but yeah, I'm sure yeah. I've heard the bit at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, so, but. You you like look at your thoughts and your anxieties and your fears, and then, and then you when you just observe them from a neutral perspective instead of indulging in them or pushing them away. Yeah, you realize this is stupid. Yeah. Uh, and don't put well, so much stock into them. Don't put so yeah, like, you like everything. You know, like I go by a bunch of mottos or I try to remind myself these mottos, and one of it is just you know, don't don't sweat the small stuff. Also. Everything is the small stuff. Yeah. It's all the small stuff. Literally everything. Like we're, you know, we're, we're going to die. Yeah. Gonna One die day not, nothing's going to matter. Even the most important thing you're stressing so hard exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah. Like tomorrow you can die. You're not going to be stressing about 90% of this shit, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I had an awkward handshake the other day. You know, well, you know. and I, so much of the stuff we think and stress about never even happens like right. daily anxieties and stuff like that oh you know? absolutely a lot of anxieties you know my anxieties come from just am i a piece of shit am i doing life correctly yeah uh, you know am i bringing value to the world yeah yeah exactly yeah. or am i gonna make it you know the whole thing of is my family proud of me like but identifying that your thoughts are not necessarily a representation of who you really are is super important like right. i have ocd and, and anxiety through the roof and um, you know, so I've had a lot of intrusive thoughts and that's a huge thing too, is, is when you're having thoughts that you don't want to have, and then so, you start fixating on that and then they obviously don't go away. Right. Um, so like, for example, I'll be like working out and lifting dumbbells and I'll have like a vision of dropping the dumbbell on my face by accident, oh. just like caving in my skull. And then I'll have that image and I'm like, Oh, that's fucked up. You know, but you have to realize, okay, well, am I fucked up because I envision that no i don't want to smash a skull it's certainly not my own while right, working out right, right. but you know why is that in there you could judge that and pick it apart and go like is that some weird subconscious thing does that mean i'm like you know why, why am i thinking about skulls getting you know so you can unravel pretty quickly yeah. but that's why it's so key to go okay everyone's thoughts are weird 
everyone has weird dreams and yeah, i mean some are probably weirder than others i'm sure, sure. <laughs> but, yeah. but that's not that weird i don't think uh looking back on moments like that i'm like oh whatever you know yeah. I, wa- I watched too much of the boys the night before and people's heads exploding yeah. that's probably well, what, why you know? am i having these gruesome thoughts and then you just watch the penis episode of the boys yeah the well exactly before. yeah it so. could be anything it doesn't have to be violent necessarily but right. uh but yeah it's, it's something that i think is so key to that meditation that is, approach and, and then you're like am i yeah Am I, you just judge yourself. You put your esteem lower. Am I messed up? Am I a weird person? And it's all just the ego. It's like not even really who we are deep down, which is something I'm not trying to speak as if I'm so uh, wise in this sense. I know I've read these things and heard about these things, but I suck at actually implementing them in my own life. I'm very ego driven. I want to be less ego driven. Same. You know, I I think me and you are very similar like that. Like we know this stuff, but it's hard to uh, implement. But we got to give ourselves credit because we try to, like, you are implementing it. We're talking about it right now. You you seem, for in your head, you don't think so, but you seem uh, like a a mindful person, a very aware person, not too much in your thoughts. So I feel like that's the highest compliment. So, yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, it's not accurate. I am very much in my own thoughts, but that it's the same way here, man. I'm glad to hear it comes off that way. That's the thing. So, you don't realize it, but it's working. And so, I've been trying to, like, jot down like i you know i keep a journal and i'll write it down like because uh, sometimes i'll be like why do i have to like constantly meditate and read these like i'll read books on philosophy and uh things that'll help my mentality this mentality and then i'm like it's not working because i constantly need to do it to feel good Mm. i'm not am i not uh, taking anything away but then you have to be like it is working it's not going to be boom in front of your eyes constantly but the fact that you're doing it and you're you're thinking about whether or not you're implementing it is implementing it. That's like the first step. That's yeah, the first step. Exactly. Yeah. So you, it works. It works very subtly. I know, but aren't you so jealous of like people yes. who are so blissfully ignorant? Whenever Fuck. I see people who are just like, you're like, oh, okay, that guy's operating on a pretty low IQ there, but <laughs> but it looks like kind of peaceful, you know, when people are just like, no, nah, gonna watch a game. Have my burger and like whatever you know. Maybe that's a weird example, but I, just people who seem so happy, but because they're not doing what we're doing, which is like nitpicking every yeah angle of our existence at every moment, constantly. Yeah, you know that's one of the reasons I've drank in the past is just to slow my fucking brain down. That's I, what I, I alcohol just kind of yeah. ooh, everything kind of yep. feels. I'm like, oh, is this how people feel? Like normally, most people, <laughs> fuck, I, like yeah. it must be blissful to just wake up and be like not having a million. I don't want to say voices in my head because I'm not talking like schizophrenic voices, but my own stupid voice my just own, fucking yeah. going on about every goddamn little thing, you know? 100% the same. Yeah. And it's I, probably I a lot of comedians, jealous. you know, I would I'm, assume. I would believe, well, the this career brings it on a lot too, right? The anxiety. Uh, if I had one of my biggest anxieties uh, also, that a reoccurring anxiety, like a thought, um, is just like, am I going to be broke tomorrow? Am I throwing my life away? Mm. It's this career. If you had like a good nine to five job where you're climbing steadily. With like a um, retirement plan. Retirement security. Yeah. This industry has no security. Yeah, so very true. So you're gonna, you, you, like anxiety is a given. You will have to put up with it. Yeah. Because you don't know, uh, you know, as, especially if you're a full-time comic, then you don't book one, you know, you need four just as an example, four weekends or four big shows or whatever to make to just pay your bills that month. If you only have two, and the first of the month is tomorrow, you, you're, you're like, "What the fuck am I doing?" 
And then so it starts from, I'm going to be broke this month. They're you know, like, well, am I going to be broke the rest of my life? Well, should I have just taken the other job and just made good money by now and be a respectable part of society? Uh, am I throwing my life away? Just this loop continues and continues. Am I not good enough of a comic to book? You could just come off tour and then just the next day you're like, well, I didn't, I don't have gigs for next week, so am I a failure? And there's so much competition. There's competition, but there's also just set, like the ego thing. There's like imposter syndrome. There's yeah. all like, you gotta. But so, I mean, that just adds to it knowing that if if you don't go for that stage time, it's gonna get eaten up by someone else real quick. You know, like right, right. But I'm I'm trying to teach myself to stray away from that. Trying to yeah, uh, like know your own worth. Definitely. Because that that type of thinking, and I've I have that type of thinking. It doesn't help because then it leads to jealousy and hatred. Yeah. Do you see anybody the pettiness? Pettiness. Yeah. They're like they're not as good as me. Why did they get this big thing? It's I'm like, sure there's a lot of touring comics when they're first coming up before they have their big break or whatever yeah. that. They have like a spouse who's who's working full time. You know that's yeah. got to be the situation in a lot of them. Probably, yeah. A lot of them have. And that might take some of that pressure off if your spouse is like, I believe in you. I work nine to five as a dentist. You go on tour. <laughs> yeah. I believe in your dreams. Like there are those dynamics. and, and That's true. You know. I mean, I have, a, I have a girlfriend. She's very loving and supportive. Um, and uh, But I mean, I'm not. But you're not expecting her to. to no, no. You know, she makes her money. Yeah. I make, we, you know, we have a very 50-50. We, yeah. you know, we, we live together, but we split the rent. If I don't have the rent that month, it's she, you know, going to be like, she's going to be like, you better have your fucking rent. <laughs> but at the same time, she's very supportive. So it's not like, I don't really have things to fall back on. I mean, I have a, well, the graphic design family. stuff. Yeah, I guess you can go. That's a thing. That's a skill, man. You can make mad money doing that. To, uh, to just, you have to just remind yourself that, um, you'll be okay. Everything yeah. will be okay. That's a thing. But you like don't give up on the fucking dream. Like, well, you're you not that shy kid anymore. You know. Yeah, exactly. You can just look how far you've come. You know. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the better way to look at stuff. Is that kind of cup half full? Yes. Again, not something I'm very good at, but something that I recognize. Dude, I you should know be doing all the things. You know, I know you read the, the same shit I read. I should be doing yoga. I should I be know. doing all this shit that I do. I work out at least. That's about working it. out is meditation. Yeah, that's huge for me. But in like my... you said, like you compare yourself to your old past and you just go from there. Like, yeah. don't compare yourself to others. Look at how far you've come individually. But you have the same mindset, I, I think, as a lot of people, and myself included, where like, I don't really let myself enjoy the accomplishments at all. I constantly yes. move the goalpost. So it's like, you know, like sometimes I stop and I go, even just with this show, and I go back, to, I'll, I'll look at some photo from like, I guess, what, three years ago is, is before this show even. Yeah. And then I, I start looking at like, just through my YouTube channel. And I don't have tons of views on a lot of my episodes, but just some of the people I've been able to speak with, I'm like, yeah. why Why can't I go back into 2015 and tell that version of me, like, look at this. Yeah. But and because it's happening incrementally, you kind of grow with it. And yeah. it's hard to, to put yourself back in those shoes of, of where you were before, like you were saying. Yeah. And really so, soak it in and absorb it. and But also... Like, be proud of yourself, yeah. you know? And I guess that's... I don't like being proud. I, I like to try to keep it humble, and which is a weird thing to brag about. <laughs> yeah, humble... I like to be really humble. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Super modest, guy. actually. Big humble guy over here. Get the fuck out of my way. Big humble coming through. I, yeah, I don't... <laughs> I don't mean to say it in that sense. More just that, like, I'm uncomfortable with uh, accepting a lot of appreciation or yes. adoration. Like, if I did a really good musical performance and people are real. I don't like a lot of compliments. It makes me kind of uncomfortable. I think. Right. Right. Deep down. I'm happy. I'm like, yeah, I did good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. 
I don't really, yeah, I feel uncomfortable with that kind of spotlight. I feel that. I definitely feel you, you don't, like you said, the moving the goalpost thing is so true. You're never happy. And yeah, I'm never good enough for myself. Entertainment, you can't reach the goalpost ever. There is no goalpost. Really? Yeah. And entertainment, because, you know, I listen to all these uh, big New York and LA comics podcasts, dudes you've seen on Netflix and have millions of subscribers. They probably make a lot of money and all the names you're thinking of is who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I listened to the podcast and uh, they were talking about, like on multiple different podcasts, it talks about how you're never satisfied in comedy. The convo would start out by like hating on some other comic or type of comedy and then be like they got the Netflix and then be like, I well, I just got a Netflix too. You, you're not, I'm, ne- I'm never happy. I just want the next thing. I want what they have. Yeah. Uh, so it's, like to us, that is the ultimate goal. Like, are you kidding me? Like, but as soon big, as you get there, then yeah, big in New York comic with like a million monthly listeners and uh, two Netflix specials, and they're and it's weird too because when we look at the cases of the people that go on to be like uber stars, their yeah. lives don't really seem very fucking enjoyable. It starts to to go the other way where yeah. it's like I wouldn't want to be fucking Justin Bieber or like. Yeah. Kim Kardashian or any of these fucking people, I think that would be a terrible existence. I yeah. don't care how much money and shit they have. Like having that much influence over people would be the first part I would hate, especially if I was feeling like I don't, I shouldn't, you know, like if, if you're fucking Gandhi, sure. Have influence, like spread your word, you know, yeah. what, what's up. You got some important shit to say, but if I was just famous for being a comedian or an actor or something, I wouldn't want everyone to give a shit right. about what I feel about this, that, and the other thing, you know, to, I feel like to like, this seems braggadocious as well, but like we're too like self-aware to be an influencer like that. Yeah. Uh, or maybe just too anxious. You're like, I'm an idiot. Why the how how am I going to tell these people what to do? I'm yeah. an idiot. You just said you're an idiot before telling me any piece of yeah. uh, mindfulness learnings that you, you like. I, I'm a piece of shit. I'm anxious, but this is what I read. Uh, but what a weird time to live in, right? Where like back in the day like use Gandhi as an example or even further back or whatever. But if you wanted to get to that point where you were speaking and you had that kind of a platform, you really had to have something uber talented or super important to say or whatever, because otherwise you wouldn't fucking get that platform. And now you can get a huge platform being a complete moron in some cases. And, and I don't know what that does for our world. (laughs) Yeah. It, it, Definitely has muddied up comedy, but it also... Oh, I don't mean just comedy. I mean, like, the right. world at large. Like, just the, the fact that the people who have influence are people who maybe shouldn't have influence, you know? Yeah, it's just... It, yeah, that's a good point. Idiots having influence over other... Dude, I, I just watched... Did you know the show Futurama? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's an amazing show. Like, Very the good. writing in that show is so witty and I think smart. they just brought it back or something again. It, no way. They, they revived brought, it or they're going amazing. to start making new episodes. So I watched... Uh, an episode from 2010 where they're making fun of the iPhone, but they do, they add like a whole story where like they, this evil, uh, you know, mom, she, she calls herself mom. She like is a owner of a giant corporation. Oh yeah. That, yeah, I know. And she came, came out with the iPhone in, in the futuristic world of Futurama where you put it in your eye and whatever. And this is 2010 and there were, and she was like, she had this whole devious plan of like, first of all, just knowing every piece of information. She's like, look at these idiots. They're giving me everything about their lives. I have all of their information. <laughs> this is 2010. We do that so much more now. Yeah. And uh, and then she was like, look at these uh, 
I, I just got one of the morons to have a million other morons follow him. And she's like, you're like, that's great. But how does, does this help us? Like, now I don't need to brainwash the million individually. I could just get to this guy. She was like, I, if I could just sell and it'll him, trickle down. Yeah, yeah. Or like use him to market to them or trickle down or just yes. Yeah. It's like predicting the future. That's exactly what's going well, on. Well, that's it's yeah. all of the yeah. And they were just alluding to like capitalism and companies using influencers in 2010, mind you. Yeah. And they were like, he like Bender and Fry became like. Twitter influencers and they're talking about Memes they're going to use shit. them and I can make them sell whatever or buy whatever I want them to buy. And so they were just talking about capital. That's all that an influencer is. You have a million followers. You make money up because you get brand deals and they just hawk this fucking bath water yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, they talked about it then, which is amazing. And so, yeah, these people are just uh, spreading stupidity and just mindlessly hawking products. But, I mean, also, who gives a fuck? Well, it, it happened so fast, I feel like, the way that the world changed. Like, yes. even in the last, I don't know, 15 years, let's say. That would yeah. be, what, 2007 or something? That was a very different world. Like, the smartphones just, I don't know, man. It's a whole other thing. Yeah. It really changed things in a way that I don't know that I really care for, but maybe that makes me sound old as fuck, I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know, I was How old okay. are you? Uh, 36. 36? Yeah. Right. So I was born in 85. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of smartphones. Uh, well, it's just so much input, so much stimulus for, uh, useless stimulus. Well, and no one cares anymore about like privacy too. That was the other thing. Like yeah. Google Home still weirds me out. Yeah. Like, and they have it at their place. I guess you're, you guys are just older. You don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> There's some truth to that because... <clears throat> Sometimes, I don't know. Has it weird you out ever, having it in there? Once in a while, I go, I don't think they're listening to everybody all the time. Not a human being, but there are programs. There are programs run by algorithms that I think are not just keying on the core phrase. I used to think that I didn't, you know, I wasn't planning on doing anything criminal. It's like when people get worried about giving up their fingerprints or something like that. I go, well... I'm not planning to commit any crime, so what do I give a shit if they have my fingerprints? Right. But, but on the other hand, I think it is a slippery slope. And but but the change, like with social media, and I agree, it's huge, right? Yeah. Um, but one day there wasn't an internet. I was there when the internet started. That was fucking huge. Having the World Wide Web was huge. I mean, it changed everything within a year at work. You're talking about like 90, early 90s? I early guess? 90s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was also there when the PC first came out. That's what, 80s then? Having, yeah, having a personal computer, you know, of your own in your yeah. basement that could actually do stuff. That was amazing. So my point is, every it's like every you, generation you turning into your dad, right. into your grandfather... Every generation is going to have new technologies, new devices yeah. that are going to go, oh my God, this is going to change the world. And you know what? It does change the world. But the world, the world keeps changing. Yes. That's yeah. that's it. It's not going to stop. The only thing you have power over is your own mind. So you just, your own perspective on it, 
you know, you change. But we don't even have fully like power over that in the respect that smartphones are almost a commodity that you have to like accept if you want to be part of society now. And we know. And then those influence you heavily. Well, yeah, especially social media and stuff. We know from people that used to work in those corporations like Facebook and stuff like that, that they're literally designed to be like these dopamine stimulants. And the whole scrolling, I heard a whole thing about the scrolling was a huge advancement for them when they decided to come up with that because back in Facebook's heyday, you had to like click the little arrow and scroll up. And when they realized, oh, let's just scroll like this, it's uh, the same mentality as like the slot machines and stuff. It's like, oh, well, maybe the next thing will be interesting. Just keep trying a little bit longer. And it's proven to be like manipulation, you know? 10 seconds, 10 second dopamine rush, 10 seconds. Oh, the TikTok stuff is a whole other thing. I, I couldn't believe that people didn't see what was happening more. And it made me feel really old to go like, does no one notice that like attention spans are getting shorter like oh, drastically God. quickly? Yeah. It's not even subtle. It's like five years ago, people had way more attention and now everyone's oh, like, Oh, everybody's elaborate. on amphetamines now just to like it's well, fucked, man. text their mom. You have to take a riddle in. That's one of the reasons I love doing this show. It's like just fucking put the phone away and just talk and That's chill it. and you know, look someone in the eyes and, and make a new friend and right. you know, learn some shit. Like you said, like the technologies change and you have to just adapt to it, sure. But I do agree with your point that it is getting shittier. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that, that shouldn't depress you. You find way, your own ways to adapt and be happy. Maybe it's because I have kids, right? So I'm right. already thinking about like what kind of world are they going to yes. be in when they're my age now. Well, dude, I'm thinking about what kind of world I'm going to be in 10, 20 years from now. And, you know, in entertainment, you have to be on your phone. You have to post content. Yeah. And then the thing is everybody's... You're connected to everybody in the world, uh, but you don't have any real connection with a single person. Nobody gives a fuck about you. You have a million people on your phone. You care about what they think. You're looking at what they're doing, all their highlights. Yeah. Instantly that you're like, oh, I should be doing that. I should be tweeting. I should be in fucking Bali right now. It's all comparisons. It's yeah. all comparisons. Uh, and products, I should have that. I should have that. And bad news. They're getting bombed. They're getting bombed. They're getting killed. Just constant barrage of negative yeah. uh, negative uh, stimulation. So much information. Like, I don't think our brains are designed for that. No, there's really not a lot of positive stuff out there other than, like, cat videos. Cat, yeah. <laughs> well, there there is positive, but just our brains aren't designed to take in so much constant information. That's why we try to quiet ourselves. We Well, we've even talked about um, before on this show the editing trends that you see in, like, YouTube and stuff is now it's always, like, if you watch someone do an intro for like a podcast that recorded, let's just say I do that sometimes after I do a Zoom interview, people will be like, so uh, my guest this week was cut. Uh, yeah, and he came yeah, in yeah, and yeah. cut. And it's like they cut every five seconds. Like you can't get through yeah. a take. So my guest yeah. today Yeah, was... like it's so obvious, exactly. Yeah. And I pride myself on anyone go watch any of these episodes. Sometimes it takes me 40 minutes. I think the longest it ever took me was an hour because yeah. I'm a bit... You know, I'm OCD and I, and I just want to put out a good program, but I'll do these intros and clap and, and I, I try to do it all in one take. And if I can't, I start over again. Right. right. Kind of just develop a little uh, script for myself while yes. I'm doing it. And yeah, so every single intro, if you go and watch them, they're all one take. One take. Or not yeah. one take, rather, but w- one. One piece. One piece. No cut. Yeah, it was like yeah. 50 takes in some cases. Right. But, Jesus, but like, uh, you know. Yeah, that, may, that makes me sound a little nuts, maybe, but yeah, I don't know. I don't want to put out shit. And also, when I'm doing an intro for somebody, I feel like I really want to do justice to that guest that spent their time with me. Right. Very similar to when I'm writing up like the bio for a not the bio, but you know, like the YouTube blurb, like what this episode is about. Right. I always come down here thinking like, 
or I'll tell Kelly like, yeah, I'll be done editing. Uh, I'm going to just post this episode. And it always takes me like an hour because I, I don't know. I want to write the perfect little paragraph about somebody to really honor that person who spent their time with me. And yeah. So yeah. we'll see I what see. I come up with for you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Don't put that much time into it. Yeah. Uh, don't tell him I'm 37 years old. Yeah, that's my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all I good. didn't think you were 36. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, no, I thought like maybe early 30s. Did you look amazing. Well, thank you. You look amazing. I, I thought you were 25. No way. Yeah. Sure. I knew you I knew you weren't 25, but I thought maybe like 28 or something. But uh, Damn it. I, I would have been, been uh, how old then when I had math? <laughs> I was like 15 <laughs> when I had my son. No. Um, Possible. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. I try to stay healthy. I'll show you. Actually, I've talked about it on the show and I've shown it a couple of times, but there's a picture of me from when I was about 23 or 24 and I yeah. weighed like 30 pounds more than I do. I look older in that photo than I do now for sure. That seems to be a trend with a lot of uh, men. If you know the, the thing of men age like wine. I think it's because in your 20s as a guy, you just drink your face off and uh, eat shitty food, relying yes, on that metabolism, yes. and then it kind of just peters out, and I think, you don't have like a regimen set up for right. fitness, or I surely do. You have too much energy, you stay up all night, and then when you're older, you're, you're like, my my shoulder hurts if I stay up past 10. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's starting to happen to me. I'm so maybe I should move this thing around. So like, I'm going to sleep now, yeah. and so you get a good night's sleep. Oh, sleep is so important. Sleep helps with the mental as well. That's a big thing that I, I neglect all the time. But. Apparently, sleep is uh, really paramount to fitness and, and health stuff, too. Yeah. They say that like even if you're working out really well and, and eating really well, if you're not sleeping well, you're going to have a real hard time reaching your goals. And Yeah, absolutely. Dude, it, it, the thing... So the thing you, you were talking about um, that applies to me as well, where you wake up and it's a million racing thoughts, like voices in my head. Yeah, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. What am I doing? I suck. This, that, whatever. There's a fire in Fort McMurray. Yeah. For some reason, that's there. And uh, <laughs> uh, when you get a good sleep, I notice that's that's uh, nullified so much. Like it I takes wake longer up, for it to kick in. And I'm yeah. like, I don't, I'm in the moment right now. I just woke up. I'm like, this is good. I don't care about what other people are doing, what TikTok's doing. I don't care about anything. I know what I have to do. Hmm. I'm going to meditate, uh, try to read a couple pages of a book, and then I'll just edit my video that I'm going to post today. And I'm not going to get bummed out. I will, on a bad day, you know, I just got, start getting bummed. Ah, oh, the algorithm sucks. Why, the shitty internet world. Yeah. Um, I'm not TikTok famous yet. My videos didn't get views. The but worst the, is seeing people who have tons of followers and views that yes. are complete dipshits putting out oh, garbage. Oh, absolutely. That's that, what really and gets That me. hinders you, and then you're just stuck in that. Seeing someone not, great that I respect yeah. doing well, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. You know, The Rock yeah. or whoever. I, right. I Yeah, I get it. But sometimes you say, well, I don't know. He seems like a nice <laughs> guy. What are you, five years old, dude? <laughs> I don't even like wrestling that much. But The Rock, I actually like him from his his acting and stuff. He seems like a good dude. I don't know. Right. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I could have picked, picked anyone. But... Anyone, but you go with The Rock. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was kind of a random pull, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyways, but yeah, the you know you look at the the people, but then uh, I just get unproductive. You just you don't do your own process, and you're you're stuck on that. You move slower. You're sluggish. You don't know what to do. Yeah. Ah, should I make a skit right now? Should I edit my stand up video? Starting doing anything is the most important yes. part. Just yeah, fucking starting. starting anything. But when when you get your mind clear of all this bullshit about giving a fuck about what other people are doing. And who has how many followers? And you're like, I know I have to put my podcast out in your case or put my video out. So I'm just going to edit my video. Like sit down and just edit my video and put it out. 
and not be, uh, you know, result oriented, just be process oriented. Just do the thing. Do it. Enjoy doing it. Have fun editing this video. Once you're done that, what's the next thing? Uh, that's the real secret though right is enjoying the process enjoy yeah when we're talking about people who like pushing the goalposts and never really being satisfied i think that that's the secret is you can keep pushing the goalposts that's good as well because success is good and and challenging yourself is good but trying to enjoy the process is the real magical secret of it all you know i think that's the secret of yeah the secret of life is life is just a process if you're always you know, I I, I'm, I get a lot of this from, like, I'm into stoicism, and I read a lot of the, like, I'm reading Seneca's book right now. He was, he was um, I think, a Roman senator, philosopher, playwright guy. He wrote all of the, like, all of this stuff we're talking about, he mentioned in the book, mm. and he gives advice to his friends. They're like letters he wrote to his friend. These guys are like philosophers, and the whole idea of stoicism is just to... Uh, like, first of all, be grateful for what you have and eliminate desires. Not like you shouldn't have ambitions. I mean, this guy was a senator, a playwright. He was very accomplished. But desires as in always wanting. Just yeah. know that, know that. all right, you, you want to be a stand-up comedian. And all right, I got to write jokes. So just stop always, ah, I want Netflix now. I want yeah. Just for Laughs. Try to curb that and just enjoy the process. It, they talk about that. And there's talk about being in the moment and silencing your brain. The biggest thing they talk about is just like wants, like desires. It is is uh, you know a, the detriment. It it it's gonna ruin you. It's gonna ruin everybody. Like just want that's not. that's a big part of Buddhism and stuff too. It's I very mean, similar yeah. Stoicism. I just haven't gone into Buddhism, but Stoicism, Buddhism, Taoism. These three are very related. They are very similar. Like, um, so in in this book, this guy wrote uh, Ryan Holiday, I think his name is. Uh, he has a book called The Obstacle Is the Way. He has a couple books. They're good. They're like, they're like philosophy light. Okay. He puts it in simple terms, and then you know, you ask some academic, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, this book is for idiots," but it's a good book. It's very simply put. It's not overly. Uh, poetic or complicated, yeah. yeah, up it's in its ass. Like the guy does a great job. He's great. He he's has this page called the Daily Stoic on YouTube and Instagram, and he's super popular. I think people hate on him just because he's popular. But he, that's, great advice. That's pretty casual. It's like one of the few good things on my feed every day that I, he just has these quotes or like lessons from the books. So he he quotes a lot of like Buddhists and Taoists and stuff in the book for, for a lot of his lessons. Like he'll be like, this the, the chapter is about. Uh, like I was just reading today, it was um, uh, letting go of the results, not caring about results, a whole chapter. And uh, the whole thing, so he gave an example. I think it was like some Buddhist guy who was like a pro archer, archery teacher. Maybe he wasn't Buddhist. I'm just overlapping things. But he was a pro archer, and he had like an archery school. And he would just have students come in and... Uh, he would just make them shoot arrows into like a haystack or like into just the forest for like hours and days and weeks and months on end. No target, just getting to know the process and enjoying, just enjoying what you're doing, not worrying about whether or not I'm going to hit it. Mm. And then once, once you're done that, then you start target practice. If you hit the target, good. It doesn't fucking matter. Load up the next one. If you miss the target, good. Doesn't matter. Load up the next one. So you, you don't, you know, you enjoy the process, not 
let go Not of the, the outcome. Yeah. Detach yourself from the outcome. Because hmm. also what you're living in the future now. Like you're, yeah, you're, you're by definition not being in the moment. Not, not being, being in present. the moment. You're yeah. not enjoying what you're doing right now. So It's so hard to do, though. It is hard. I Honestly, I struggle with that. I know that's the key is being present. Yeah. Uh, and I want to so bad, but it is hard not to be either worried about what might take place, anxiety in general, Dude, yeah. or being stressed about something that's happened in the past that you want to rectify. And yeah. in some cases, you can do that. And that's why I also think there is value to that. So sometimes... Sometimes you can't be in the present all the time because if I never thought, hey, you know that guy, I was kind of an asshole to him. I'm going to call him up and bring that into my yeah, present. But yeah. I needed to reach into the past to to get there. So, right, you know, right. I think, yeah, you and preparing for the future can sometimes be equally, I mean, you know, if you were fully mindful and aware in your body the whole time in the moment. You would not be human. You'd just be yeah. like a cat or a dog. Like, well, or like an angel or something. Well, yeah. A lot of animals are just. The reason humans need to meditate is because we're like neurotically thinking creatures. Animals yeah. don't do that. Animals aren't like, hey, remember that tiger that attacked me the other day? They're chilling. That's why cats... Some animals, I think they... Some, yeah, dolphins and, and shit, maybe. They're smart, but in general, I'm just talking yeah, yeah. about... You'd At be large, like a fucking, yeah. you know, a cat. Like, cats just chill. It's all instinct. They're, they're, but, you know, so you need to... Yeah, analyze and all that, but... Well, and like the cats and, and the animals that are all instinct-driven, I feel that way when I see some certain people, and I'm kind of jealous of it. There are people that live their lives like a cat. <laughs> and maybe not that literally shitting in a box or anything, but I mean like people that I see and they go like, oh, he has like what like an animal might have where he doesn't seem concerned... With all the yeah. shit I worry about. And right. he's just kind of focused on, like, I go here, get some food, I go home. Right. You and know. they're not, I know you're giving the example of, like, you know, the dumb fucking beer belly sports Yeah, exactly, fan. yeah. But some of these people are very intelligent, very smart. Like, a lot, I know a lot of comedians like that. Yeah. And they're a blast. Like, they're a lot of intelligent people, but they're just super, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, not caring. I'm so it's, envious of that. I am envious, too. Yeah, because you're right. I shouldn't be painting it always as like dumb fucks. Right. There are people I know that are intelligent, but and maybe that's even more intelligent. Maybe they're the smartest people there because is they like can ignorance access. is bliss, right? So there's the ignorant people who are blissful because they're just too dumb to know. And then there's also uh, not caring about the small stuff type of people yeah. who just don't, who know uh, nothing matters. So I'm just going to have a good time right now. Yeah. Why am I worried about in the well, back of my like head? Not in like a nihilistic way, but like. You know, well, yeah, people. Whenever I say people think I'm being nihilistic, but it's not. It almost makes that thought makes me so ha excited to be alive when I'm like nothing matters. Yeah, but people but that's look not at nihilistic because nihilism right? is like essentially has the it's same like nothing concept. matters. <laughs> yeah, same, just a different way of saying it, right? right. Essentially, nihilism is like fuck every. I always equate nihilism somewhat to like um, anarchy. It's yeah. sort of just chaos. It's like, well, nothing matters anyways. Might as well light the fucking place on fire. Right. Like Thanos was a nihilist. Right, right. You know? I Yeah, I think there's... It's the same idea, but nihilists are just using a stupid way. Yeah. Whereas like... Uh, I, I don't claim to know the definition yeah. here. I'll look it up later. But I mean, ni ni it has a negative connotation. Nihilism True, is yeah. not good. You're using it as like a positive propellant. Yeah, like shut the fuck up, you pussy. You're sad because nothing matters. How does that make sense? Nothing matters, so you're sad? Go to a strip club then, asshole. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, nothing matters. We're all going to die. Exactly. Take some Molly, go to a festival with your girlfriend, you know, like party. 
Or eat an ice cream cone. All right, I'm, I'm sorry. Ice cream. Yeah, go watch a movie, you fucking idiot. No, no, for sure. I get the uh, point. Nothing. Though. I'm all my effort is for nothing. No, your effort is you're having a good time achieving shit, right? Like, yeah. Does that process? Well, yeah. and what's the alternative uh, to nothing matter? Everything matters. That's kind of like the heaven hell thing. Then go right, that route. Right? If that's every, what you want. Everything matters. Where is you're religion. being graded like a fucking driver's yes. test on every little decision you make in life. That's I don't like the opposite. that. That's that the makes up. everything weird to me yep. I, I feel like i went to catholic school growing up even though i wasn't catholic so there's a whole dynamic there where i felt like the black sheep when we would go to mass and stuff yeah i was the only kid who wasn't baptized and whatever but i still feel like a lot of that stuck with me just all the rules and all the yeah uh the way they approach like sex stuff too they're very like yeah I, i'm mostly it's about it shit. but then it's like you're the one raping children so yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're gonna shame some guy because he jerked off and then you know like it's just such a fucked up dynamic yeah not to just target the, that one church you know all religions have issues yeah, but it's the same in Islam. that was how i grew up and those were the things that i found very conflicting you know right right yeah i not that i knew about child rape <laughs> like when i was a kid in elementary school no one came and told me about that but yeah nevertheless it, i still even in junior high or whatever like you you feel like there's the strict guilt shaming vibe about the whole thing. I did at least. Absolutely. Like, like I said, dude, I, I grew up in a super religious uh, family. So it's all shame. Well, maybe that's Religion shame I put is... on myself just because of the context of heaven and hell that they were telling no, me. No, no, it is like, shame. Like if you're it bad, you go here. Oh, what's bad? These things are bad. You know, it is that religion is a lot of it is fear, but the fear. So here's the thing. My dad is a very, uh, he seems like a very, blissful person he gets very stressed out but still he 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 seems like a stoic or a buddhist at times where he's you know even growing up he'd be like it's all good this doesn't matter nothing matters other than god that's it he'd just be like nothing matters other than god so he so religion solves this problem by just focusing on you just have to worry about god god told you what to do nothing else matters so God is the only thing. So fear God. Do you know, do the things he tells you and you're you're having a blast. So that's how my dad does it. Like he's super you know, pr he prays, he prays 5 times a day and that's essentially meditation and pr and praying. They tell you that you, yeah, you empty your mind. It's the same thing as meditation. Yeah. Empty your mind and just focus on uh your word with God. That's it. So your your mind is blank. All of anxieties come from like racing thoughts. But if you just know that the only thing that matters is getting to heaven and God, that's that's it. Then you're not anxious anymore. You have the answers. Yeah. You know, well, like, I think that could work with a lot of things, not even just religion. But if you have some primary driving force that you can just put yourself into 100%, right. you can just be so focused on driving that car all the time that you don't have to really observe what's going on around you you're just like all the time right right gotta get into heaven like you know yeah it's it's almost like a denial thing i feel like to some degree for some people where they're just like nope you know like they just like nope i'm not gonna think about that no yeah. that doesn't work with my mindset nope but like, you should yeah i, I feel like you like shouldn't that. think of too much stuff you should yeah i'm not gonna think you yeah like no i'm not gonna think about it yeah uh, not just religion i'm saying religion does a similar thing like just religion tackles the overthinking and anxiety thing by giving you the god reason yeah and we you know whatever we follow stoicism or just philosophy and shit that uh, they has more of a you know nothing matters perspective 
and we're just going to die tomorrow anyway, so don't worry perspective. But in the end, you shouldn't care about shit. Well, even atheists thinking, you know, when you're dead, you're dead. I would feel like that would give me anxiety. If I truly believed that with my core, Right. I think I would be like, well, stressing about that the whole time. Well, shit, once it's done, it's done forever. I'm never going to get to do anything ever again for the rest of existence. Yeah. I mean, taking a break for a while would be all right. I I could go for a nap, but, you know, (laughs) I don't want to be never again, ever, anything, ever. That's what fucks with me. That's That anxiety is nihilism. That's what nihilists are. Well, they're using it in what way, though? Like, like they're just like, oh, fucking nothing matters. So I'm going to be sad. I think this is what nihilism is. I thought nihilism is that essence, but then you're using that in a way outwardly where you're like being destructive. I don't know. What is the definition of nihilism? I think nihilistic is just somebody who I think they're just like overly obsessed with, uh, yeah, nothing matters. Everything's going to be the meaninglessness of it all. So you focus on the meaninglessness. Hmm. Instead of, I feel like my dad's Google in here, so we might actually yeah. get that. Shit, man, this has gotten very philosophical. I like it. I yeah, like, same here, man. I love seeing where these podcasts go. You like, never know. Uh, you know, um, in my readings, like they constantly talks about memento mori, remember death, remember death. So all of these thoughts that we have, I, I, this person has this many followers, and I've been putting in this much work, and I don't, and uh, I have to f- make money. I don't know how I'm going to make money. Uh, are they are these people proud of me? I had all an awkward, the all the things, yeah. all the anxieties that me and you we were talking about. Is the barbell gonna fucking drop on my face? Yeah. <laughs> so the momentum already is, yeah, it can drop on your face. So don't stress about just worry about what you can control. So remember in remembering death, there's happiness. AKA, like if you're gonna die tomorrow, it simplify it instantly yeah. makes your mind singular. What what's the one thing? What is the thing you would do if you knew you were gonna die tomorrow? Not in like a, I should get my affairs in order. Yeah. Like you're gonna die tomorrow. What would you do? And that that really helped me when I was I was like, fuck, I would want to do stand up. Oh, I'd want to do stand up and barbecue with my family. I wouldn't give a fuck about online. I wouldn't give a fuck about how people perceive me. Yeah, I'd want to. Go up, make people laugh, drink beers with my buddies, maybe go to a lake. All of this could be accomplished in 24 hours. After. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, well, so these are like my priorities. So I was like, all right, so stand up. Uh, then I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do right now? Sit down and just write some stand up then. Because that's the main thing. You really find your priorities when you're like. It's kind of how, or this is something that trips me out, is thinking about how, like, when somebody dies, especially if it's tragic. It's a, such a big deal, right? Yeah. It's, it's like world shattering. And I'm not trying to take away from that. But then you think about people who died like 150 years ago. Yeah. Not that upsetting. Not that upsetting. No no one who even knew, knew them at the time is alive anymore. Like it's just something about that is calming to me. Yes. Where I'm like, oh, you could go through the worst tragedy ever. But eventually it's just going to be a footnote in the existence Dude. of the universe. You know? That is 100%. That's like in the stoicism in, in Marcus Aurelius another he was like a Roman emperor yeah that name I know I've heard yeah he's one of the five whatever Caesar's good philosophers homeboys or something no no he was like I don't know if he was a homeboy they're probably like hundreds of years apart I don't know I think I think they might have been but uh, he was just like the one emperor who he's like he just cared about justice and just literally living a good life like just and so he has a journal it's called meditations, but it was just like his journal, his notes to himself. And they're beautiful. They're like profound. It's literally, 
so I read this guy was this guy was alive two thousand years ago. That's nuts. And he's going through the same anxious cycles of thinking that we go through. Literally, like he'll tell himself, "Why do you care about being remembered? Why do you care about what others think and the the crowds?" Uh, and then he goes into think of all the people who who died. And then think uh, think of the people who died before them and the civilizations who died before them. They were all the people who wanted to be remembered, and then they died, and then the people who remembered them died, and then died, and then he's like, they stop caring about that, and then just do what you have to do right now. That's it. Just mm. do what is in front so, of you. So that's how you fight nihilism. I think is you're on the cusp of it. So nihilism is the rejection of all religious and moral principles in the belief that life is meaningless. So you were kind of right. Mm. right? Interesting. However, the, way, the way you fight that, I think, and, and you're touching on it, why does anybody ever bother to write something down for other people or whatever? It's about making a contribution, yes. not to, to you today, yeah. to the future. Passing valuable right? information or lessons. Right, so, so life isn't meaningless if you're contributing to making life yeah, but if the sun explodes else. one day, isn't it all kind of meaningless in that sense? Like right. that, like eventually, ten billion years from now, all of this will be very meaningless because unless we've exported ourselves to other planets and stuff. But even then, <laughs> I feel like there's got to be an end eventually. It, it doesn't even matter. Know. You're gonna die, yeah. And then you, it doesn't matter. Why does along it... this vein? One thing I think is really interesting. I was talking to someone recently is just the factors that have to go into like what's the way I want to say this, like who you will be alive at the same time as. Right. So like thinking about there's certain people that just, they weren't alive. They had already died before you were born and you guys, your, your life cycles didn't have any overlap. Right. So there's like people that might've been your best friend or like uh, uh, someone who would have been like the love of your life, but they just lived like 200 years ago. And I just think that's such a trip to think about like all the people you'll never know that just because your life, chunks whatever you want to call it didn't have any overlap no not a chance you'll never so get to hang does that thought <laughs> not make you want to uh really hang with everyone who's alive here yeah, now? yeah exactly fuck yeah. that's the counter to nihilism that's the thing it's like uh just why do anything why have morals is like well because the people around me make life worth living yeah. and my goals make life worth living yeah so i'm gonna have a purpose i'm gonna give myself that's why a there's no fucking better feeling honest to god than when you do something nice for someone yes. for no reason and you can tell it means a lot to them yeah it's like the best feeling in the world yeah ever like honestly and if you've never felt it well then you're probably an asshole not to say that i go around you know to soup kitchens every weekend or anything but it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be some over-the-top gesture of like yeah. volunteering somewhere. It can just be being a nice fucking person and and the little moments you can help people out. Yeah. Or, or just, yeah. you know. Being a friend to somebody for the sake of being a friend. Because like, I feel like humans, we're very communal, very social creatures. And it's all about the, the community. Yeah, the tribe. Yeah, the tribe. Like fucking bees or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. The colony, the I colony. guess. The colony. Yeah. And... <laughs> I mean, uh, so yeah, if you help somebody, that feels great. And yeah, I've, I've been trying to do that myself. Like It's like hard said, because you're also surviving. You're also, you're also yeah. trying to feed your face and get yeah. enough sleep and exercise and right. you know, be cl be nice to the people who are really close. Yes. Because those people you really want to keep in your sphere, you know, but yeah, those those little moments, that's what it's about. It's it is. It is. Like I say, yeah, like what 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 would I do if I was going to die tomorrow? 
through stand up. So that's like my goal, my my life personal thing, right? Yeah. And then I'd want to just have a barbecue with my friends and family. And laugh. Possibly and have a good by time. a lake. Yeah, literally. Yeah. That's it. That's what the meaning of life I think is. Is like you just enjoy the company around you. Yeah. There's nothing better. Yeah. Uh, to me, there's nothing better than eating and being surrounded by good company. Yeah. Well, kudos to that, and I'm enjoying your company, dude. Yeah, thank Happy you. Happy to dude. make oh, your acquaintance finally. Yes. Um, well, I don't have too much more written down here. I did want you mentioned that you had some projects coming up that Are maybe those you weed crumbs. Yeah, yeah, that's just something oh. that I tapped out from uh, oh. the vape. Sorry, yeah. Dude, um, you, did, you did your research for this, dude. Damn, and I then it just try became to like some... a topic of like it just became a group therapy session. Oh, this is I love. I always try to come prepared, but sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, my notes are a little dry. I don't think I have that much. And then when this type of stuff happens, it's the best because then all of a sudden I'm like, ah, I'm ah not yeah. even looking at these now. I don't know. I do think people will like. Th- I like this too because I don't like talking about myself. You'll be like, ah, tell me about when you grew up, and I'll be like, I fucking hate myself. <laughs> Let's talk about therapy. Yeah, the whole thing, man. I like the philosophical edge we took here, but um, I don't want to leave out because you did tell me you had some project coming up that you were uh, gonna drop. Or I have like a, I have a, a big project in uh, not not that big, medium project. So something you wanted to plug? I thought it was. Uh, yeah, I have a. I might announce it later. It's something to do with the CBC, so it's oh, nice. pretty cool. Well, teaser. So I'm then. doing. A, yeah, I'm doing something with that, like cool. a, a, a video project. So excited about that. Um, and uh, stand up dates coming up at all or i do have stand up dates i mean this i don't know when this is going to come out it'll be Toronto. true this will probably come out on i think the 20th or something oh okay yeah it's uh, gonna be a little the 20th are you uh, doing the competition no no, no I, I guess uh, you're too pro for that <laughs> yeah you got to step away from competitions no i mean that earnestly because i feel like if you're like able to tour and headline you shouldn't be taking that opportunity from someone who's like a true i think so up and comer because you know because when I was You're doing competitions, I was like, why are these guys doing it? And then I won. And then I was like, all right. Yeah. You get to win once. And then I feel like after that, going back is bad form. Yeah. Yeah. You could you could do a, a whatever, like a Seattle comedy competition where it's all headliners up yeah. against each other. Canada's top comic or the something. next tier. Yeah. Not like, yeah. Not local steez. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, no, I may. I'll show up to it. I'm excited. I love going to those. Uh, not much to plug, man. Um, dates. Uh, just my my socials. And so I post my dates on there. Oh, those will all appear when you first appear on screen. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So here. just my uh, my Instagram. So rewind to the beginning if, if you want to see those. Yeah, or- Check out my dates, guys. I don't know what they are, but uh, Instagram at Abdullah Comedy, A-B-D-U-L-L-A-H, Comedy. And uh, TikTok is Abdul Laughs, A-B-D-U-L-A-U-G-H. I'll bring them back on screen at I the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll do like the letters as you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot how to spell laughs. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just post content, I post stand-up, all of that. No, it's funny stuff. I like your sketches oh, and stuff, you. too. You did a lot of stuff about your family and yeah, like, the I, way that you were raised and stuff. So I stopped doing those. I got to do those again. Yeah, I thought they were pretty funny. I was Thanks, perusing man. them, enjoying yeah. myself. Um, okay, well, I do have one question, then. Yes. The last one we've asked sure. everybody this season, which is uh, if you weren't wanting to do stand-up so badly, which clearly you're super passionate about, what would be your alternative sort of dream job? Or if this is easier, what did you want to be when you were growing up? What did I want to be when I was growing up? Oh, it's fitting because we're in this room, a uh, comic book artist. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. I used to be like a graphic designer, art, all that was super. I saw your Black awesome. Panther that you did. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like to draw, dabble in drawing. Um, I wanted to be a comic book artist. I used to always draw 
all these guys. Dude, I used to be uh, so good. Well, I had like an elementary school level of drawing them that kids started buying them off of me. Oh, no way. So I started doing commission work. <laughs> so I awesome. draw like Pokemon for people and they'd be like, all right. He's like, how am I? I'll be like, it's uh, $2 for a Charizard, $1 for a Squirtle. That's a hustler. Or like $3 for four. I could give you $3. And so I'll draw their favorite the bundle character. deal, yeah. Yeah, dude. I was hustling. And like, and they're like, yeah, two fruit roll-ups. I'll draw you Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> I draw Tarzan, Spider-Man. Um, and then one kid, dude, this is capitalism at its best, dude. Uh, he bought my work and was flipping it. For like for like five to ten bucks, I I'm like, what kid has ten dollars on him? Oh my god! He was buying my work and then selling it to other people, so he'd like take commissions. Then because he was my best customer. What a douche! I remember him, dude. His name was Ibrahim. Fuck oh. pussy, Ibrahim. I'll fight you, dude. <laughs> He's probably still out there selling my work. He's probably selling my stand-up videos. Oh my god! <laughs> and so yeah, I really got into the business world back then. Selling. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, so. Shit, comic artists, that's cool. Did you have a favorite uh, superhero? Uh, who was my favorite? You, you, you got to go with Spider- Because Spider-Man came out when I was a kid, the movie. Um, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Oh, okay, huge, okay. dude. Huge movie. Me, it was the Spider-Man Fox cartoons in the 90s. <laughs> those those what were I good, up. too. Yeah. I, I watched all those reruns. Spider-Man was big into it. I remember my mom was we're talking about religion. She was so religious because you're not allowed to like premarital sex, kiss, whatever. So the upside down kissing scene came on. <laughs> And my mom, like, she, she like, put her hands <laughs> on my thing. That's funny. And uh, and then I had to watch it again. Uh, my buddy, like, a year later had, like, a VHS. And then he watched it. He finally got to see it. And he was like, and I was like, I shouldn't watch this. And he was like, you're not going to watch this, you loser? This is the best part. <laughs> and then I was like, this what do you mean? you're supposed and, to masturbate And to. then he was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, well, he's like, they're French kissing. Do you know what French kissing is? And I was like, I don't know what French kissing is. He's like, it's not like regular kissing. And I was like, what happens? And he goes, he's like, this is white people do this. He's another Pakistani kid. So we'd like try to just decode the, the North American world because our parents were like, don't do that. He'd be like, I found out what French kissing is, dude. I asked Dylan on the playground today. It's when... A guy and a girl take their tongues, and then the guy puts his tongue on top of the girl's tongue. The upside tongue, down thing. And then they just, it's like they dock their tongues, and then they just like go in and close their mouths. Like, and then they just leave it there. Oh, man. And I was like, no way. And uh, yeah. So you have to be upside down to do it, is what they're implying, or no? I'm, I think you could just dock your tongue on Oh, them. just, okay. Yeah, but they, that was advanced docking, dude. You can't do it. <laughs> Muslim boy like me can't pull that maneuver off. I was going to say, that's a bad kiss to see for like your first kiss, an upside down was, one to yeah. try to interpret that shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what is going on? So, okay, first I got to get up on the on the fire escape. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Yeah, you just lay your tongues on top of each other and then like, close your mouth, seal them together. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Spider-Man, he's the, he's the comics choice. So that makes sense. He's the underdog. Spider-Man, yeah, he's the underdog. He's always broke. He's always like... Yes, I think that's why. He's very relatable. He's the neighbor. He's always guy. trying to put out like four fires in his life. Nobody like and an actual fire. Yeah, the cops hate him, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I'd say I'm a big fan of. I'm a huge Batman fan. Nobody more obscure though. You, like obscure, I want to know yeah. how nerdy you are. I guess I'm. I'm waiting uh, for you to be like okay, Gambit or something. A little. No, even no, he's not that obscure. Gambit is not that. Uh, Gambit's I, overrated. I, I am a big Wolverine fan. Uh, he's Canadian. Super obscure. He, and, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know this. I don't go into super obscure ones, but I have like gone into the obscure comics of the big guys. Like I okay. read like this entire five hundred thing issue of like low. It was like in mid two thousands of Logan and his backstory and all oh, okay. Project X and got his fucking. Bones Is that when they first? Because uh, there was something in the early two thousands. It was like a big upset because the longest time Wolverine, like that's probably how you remember him. He was. Logan was the only name they knew. And sort of like the movie, I guess. Uh, he had the adamantium bonded to his... Yeah. But the, sorry, what I meant to say is the claws were supposed to be added. Like, they gave him the claws. Right. They were never bone claws. Like, I, when I was growing up, at least, even in the 90s, it wasn't the, the case. It was like, no, they gave him the metal on the skeleton and they gave him these claws. And no one knew his name. And then in the early 2000s, some writer got approved to be canon or whatever. Yeah. That, no, he had bone claws... And he grew up in like the Northwest Territories, and his name was James Houtlet. I remember the first time I saw that, I was like, "What? Yeah, Logan the James, is Hout James Houtlet now? That, that took a while to digest. Now I'm fine with it." But. Well, his whole thing is, yeah, his power is like regenerate. He's like 300 years old. Yeah, well, so the he, mystery was part of the appeal, in my opinion. That is, and then so and this then book they filled I read, it in, and it was like, yeah. So there's a lot of different versions of. Now I'm getting dorky, right? Well, who now knows you, what he can remember is what they always say, right? So the whole thing is he. He was used as like a machine his whole life because they he he fought in like all the wars yeah. since the seventeen hundreds and so these some like secret Illuminati type people would always use him as like a soldier and wipe his memories and because and they'd he'd plant fake ones too. And yeah and because and they could fuck around with all these procedures on him because he'd regenerate he yeah, would just yeah. fuck around with he was the only one who could survive that survive shit. the adamantium yeah. well and so, saber tooth I guess. Yeah, and Sabretooth, but yeah, he's not as cool because he's fat. Uh, so. Well, he's bulky, right? Yeah, I call well, him fat. He's fat <laughs> very so muscly. You don't like fat people around here, dude. I'm kidding. <laughs> Sabretooth is pretty muscly, dude, man. He's, he's he? pretty ripped. In the yeah. movies, he's played by... Uh, Some wrestler guy in the first in those yeah. old ones, yeah. Uh, Tyler Maine, Tyler Kane, something like Ty that. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, he had the... I always thought he was terrible casting, actually. Yeah, that was the, Oh, no, you're thinking of um, Liev Schreiber. Okay. He was okay as as Sabretooth. He was in a couple terrible movies. That Wolverine right. Origins movie was dog shit, but yeah. he was good as Sabretooth, I thought. He he really pulled it off. I mean, yeah. I think so. I think that was all. You know right. who I'm talking about? That's the I, guy yeah, with the Yeah, 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 that's the yeah, chops, the chops, yeah. yeah. So anyways, that's the Wolverine. It's cool. It's very cool. The whole thing is, yeah. They fucked with his memory. And... They fucked with his memory. Everybody he's loved has always died because yeah. whoever was trying to take advantage of him would intentionally try to get him in they would intentionally try to get him in a rage so he'd become a killing machine so they just kill his like wife or girlfriend or yeah, whatever just constantly. to get him worked <laughs> and he's had like so many and so yeah it's very edgy and all that i like oh, man. do you know uh, this is an obscure wolverine villain i wonder if you know do you know a guy named cyber oh I he was like know. a 90s wolverine do you know cyber he i think he was part of weapon x and all that but He's got adamantium like on his entire skin except for a small patch where he eats. And I'm assuming his asshole because he's got to do the other end. If he, but he, yeah, his mouth is is open and skin is there, I guess. But that's and his eyes. But he's got adamantium like just for skin. Like a, oh. And okay. then he's got like these little fucking needles for fingertips that can inject like uh, some kind of poison in people. And the way they killed him in the end was they uh, took a big swarm of like meat eating scarabs or something and they got uh, through the hole Jesus. where he didn't have the metal skin and they ate him from the inside out 
Jesus. That's some obscure shit. But yeah, Cyber. He's hey, this yeah. big hulking guy. Always looks like a moron. But I know of uh, Dante. This is kind of obscure. Uh, this is from this comic book series in 2010. Dante. I don't know. I this. think it's Dante. I'm pretty sure it's not. Maybe it's the. It's something else. No, it's not Dante. It's something else with the D. I'm fucking forgetting. But it's Wolverine's son. He had a oh, son. Oh, Dakin or Dakin. Dakin, Dakin or Dakin. I don't yes, know how you yes, say yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. His got name the means the devil. Yeah. Yeah. He's like. Uh, his son, who he, Wolverine didn't know about, yeah, who also and his, has, he's got one claw that comes out the bottom, and then then two up here, yeah. yeah, it's pretty sick, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Dakin, Dakin, and he's like half Asian, too. yeah, and yeah, because Wolverine has a whole Japanese, yeah, era, Mariko uh, or some yeah, of these chicks, yeah. So that guy's cool, but yeah. he's like a full. There's another. There's so many Wolverine type characters now. I don't really follow comics like I used to even right, ten years same. ago. I used to download them and read them and shit when my yeah, kids yeah, were same, young. same. Um, but. X twenty three, obviously everybody knows now because she was in the Logan movie, yeah. and but now there's a a new one called Honey Badger, who is like I don't know a clone or some. She's got some sort of Logan DNA in her. Yeah, but X twenty three is a clone. Well, yeah, it's like her sister. Keep... Or it's the the other one they rejected her. I don't know. And Deadpool's a clone. I, sh- I shouldn't All speak the... to this because I don't know who she is really. So I don't know who Honey Badger is other than she's got just one claw on either side oh, and one cool. on each foot, and she's really young. She's like uh, you know thirteen or something. But she's the newest one I saw, that part sucks. of the Wolverine. That's sucky character. <laughs> also, cl- like Deadpool's a clone. X twenty three is Deadpool a clone? Deadpool is a clone. I don't think he's a clone. Dead. He was Dead- an experiment. He was a guy who they fucked with because he, I don't, he had cancer or something, and they said they could fix him by giving him this healing factor, but it would it scarred it's Wolverine's him all over. blood. I don't think it was Wolverine. It's Wolverine. Blood. Is it? I don't. One, everything gets retconned no, and they dude, change. We can look it up one hundred percent. That's why uh, he. Yeah, he's like one of Wolverine's biggest enemies slash like okay f- and friends. This like, may very well be true. I don't. Oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. He Deadpool got Wolverine's healing factor. That I didn't know. And they they made it so good and like he he, he got it so well. Whatever, like it it's, took to him. Like it took yeah. to him. Like he's all healing factor. Yeah. Like it's it works so fast. Yeah, he can regenerate his. He head didn't have that yeah. at all before. It all so a lot of yeah. He wasn't a mutant. Like he Wolverine was, was like the biggest thing in X twenty three because of the healing factor. Yeah. He was one of the biggest things in the X Men universe because nobody else has that. Yeah. So there's been a bunch of clones. I, I mean, the Hulk arguably has a healing factor. But. Hulk has it, yeah, but you can't because but his, not like his blood is guys. like poisonous, so you can't. You well, he just regenerates. Like again, we're getting super nerdy here, but right, Hulk right. does have some kind of. I would say most. No, no. Spider Man he, heals faster than the so next. So Spider Man has a healing factor, Hulk, but not like Wolverine. Hulk like, has. Hulk is the only one that's probably better than the Wolverine. I don't know. Wolverine is pretty good. The bullets pop out of him and shit. Yeah, but the Hulk is like takes <laughs> missiles. So nerdy. He takes like tank missiles. The Hulk can like be in space without a. Well, um, that's what I'm saying. I, with the Hulk, I don't know. The but re- it's not like natural. Like you, he's not a mutant. It's just like. Gamma. gamma, yeah, gamma radiation. So you can't duplicate that. Well, they've tried, but you can't because like, people just die if they get radiation poisoning or whatever. Well, and like but you're saying the with abomination. the missiles, Hulk uh, doesn't really need to heal very often because generally speaking, nothing fucking hurts him nothing in the first hurt. place. Yeah, but his he has a regeneration thing because the whole thing is the angrier, the more hurt he gets, the stronger he gets. So You know, probably- back in the day, like the really old comics, I might be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure he used to grow in size when he would get angrier yeah, too. Yeah, even in the keep, movie. Even really, movie. eh? Which one? Dude, uh, Edward Norton mention the hulk as one of my favorite the hulk is probably higher than all of these guys i grew up on uh they would play like midnight reruns of the lou ferrigno mm. hulk from the 60s the really old school. and my parents would tape that for me like vcr record that for I'm, me i'm sure he watched them all back in the day 
they were so good and they were like that i i'm sure they're awful now but i used to watch <laughs> them with my parents and they would like record those for me and it was like it was it was pretty sick it was a sick show the one where he grew was that uh one that everyone shot on the ang lee one three yeah ang lee but i'm pretty sure in the comics he grows as well like, I don't think he like, gets massive, but in the comics, it's just like he gets stronger the yeah. angrier he gets. Then in the Ang Lee one, they just made him like actually grow like huge, the size of a building or whatever. Right, right. I think that's happened in the comics too. I know Red Hulk, he gets hotter the more angry right. he gets. He starts uh, yeah. to actually like steam and, and he right. makes heat. Yeah, and if you turn gray, he gets a little smarter. Yeah, so Gray Hulk was always the, Mr. Fix It. The yeah, smart Mr. Right, Fix It. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man, we're super nerdy. The Ed Norton. Uh, yeah, this is very like as the guy listening to this. <laughs> you guys are way off the nerd charts right well, now. Well, yeah. to be fair, we're almost going to wrap the episode. So anyone who wanted to check out, you know, yeah, they had their opportunity. This we, is I just dropped some... all my non-existent dates. Now I can talk about the Hulk. Well, to be fair, maybe this is you know from my privileged white guy standpoint with not enough Muslim friends, but I didn't expect I would be having this huge nerd conversation with yeah. you. I think very much of comics as like a white guy right. realm for the most. You're part. like, tell me why, tell me why you don't eat pork, you fucking loser. <laughs> oh it's my like god, I don't eat pork nugget. actually. I don't eat meat generally. Yeah, yeah, vegetarian. not religion though. Vegetarian. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, I eat fish sometimes. Okay, pa- what's it, pesk? Pescatarian, yeah. I don't like go around saying I'm a pescatarian, though. Right, that's right. how just, infrequently just for yourself, I just eat. For health? Gets confused with Episcopalian. That's why. You oh, that's do like it, a religious right? thing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what's pescat? They worship fish. Just- <laughs> is that is that what it is? No, it's just a, a one of the Christian offshoot religions, oh, like Baptist, or Episcopalian, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, it's uh, it was mainly I don't know. It was a mix of things: health, yeah. uh, wanting to eat healthier, but also. Empathy for animals, I suppose. Right. Uh, I right. just feel weird about eating eating an carcasses and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like even when I eat fish, I kind of just like take my medicine. You know, I'm like, that's good for your skin, and there's fish oil, and like I I kind of just eat it, but I don't really enjoy it. Tuna Damn. sandwich would be the only exception. I can see that, but uh, but that's just me. I, I feel like anxiety. I'm not nourished if I don't have the soul of another creature in front of me. <laughs> I feed on souls, dude. Yeah, no judgment. As we're long as you're not eating dude. children, then yeah. uh, we're good. Yeah. Or I suppose if you told me I ate puppies or something, I would. I wouldn't be cool with that. Either. You would. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Some people do. I don't yeah, know. there's people who eat. Uh, it, well, it is a weird thing, and that's to say how wise. we got locked down for two years. Yeah, that's true. But it's interesting to say, why is it okay to eat one animal but not another? It is a weird Well, a lot of people say this, but I think for me, it's a smart, yeah, the whole intelligence. Intelligence? Thing. Yeah, but people eat pigs and they're smarter than dogs. Yeah, I don't agree with eating pigs. Okay, well, fair enough. Yeah, well, that's, I, that's, the magical that's, animal. Pigs? According to Homer Simpson. Yeah, Homer Simpson, yeah. Because they yeah. make bacon and ham and all these other meats he loves. No, I just don't agree with eating it because that's one of the, the Muslim teachings that stuck. <laughs> Where it's, it's more like conditioning, like to... Eating meat, like, is kind of gross. Yeah. So that's why, like, when you get older, it's harder for you to eat new types of meat. You'll eat chicken and beef. But then when... Uh, Someone's like, here's alligator. Yeah, when I was, like, late 20s or, you know, mid-20s. Or, sorry, not mid-20s. Like, late teens or early mid-teens. I, I you know, started dabbling into things and getting away from religion. And I was like, this. I'm, like, 19. It's too late for me to start eating, like, pork. Yeah, I'm not going to... The taste... Just, you know, throw it. You're like, nah. I, can't I mean, do that's this. when some people start drinking or. I know, I started know. drinking at the same time, but eating eating the meat of an animal that you were told is like, like dirty. Dirty and, and yeah, unclean yeah. your whole life, which is kind of true. Another thing you have They're, in common with Jews. Yeah, yeah. 
And yet it's they're the same still shit. fighting. Yeah, so many things in common. It's still the same fighting. Shit. Uh, yeah, it is a dirty animal, but I mean, chickens aren't that clean. That's what I'm saying. I mean, any carcass is unclean unless you take care of it properly and prepare it for cooking yeah, and all yeah, that. You know, yeah, you could undercook some beef and it's pretty unclean, pretty dirty. You could, yeah, but you could eat raw uh, beef, right? I don't think it's great for you to eat raw beef. You could get E. coli and shit from that, I'm pretty sure. It has to be like good quality beef, but people eat it. People well, like yeah, like it. a rare steak, I suppose, is kind yeah. or a blue steak. Rather. Yeah, that shit is disgusting. Oh, you can't eat raw ground steak beef. Steak tartare is raw beef. Yeah. Okay, so it's raw ground beef, maybe I'm thinking of. There's something rule about raw that. Raw ground beef is because, it, yeah, because they get like the asshole of the cow and all that. So <laughs> you, you can't, because they get the, the scrotal, I, I would, scrotal. I'd rather wine. it wasn't ground because then it goes through machinery yeah all this shit yeah that's that's someone thing, just yeah. slices it you know like carpaccio i think is yeah. that right it's just yeah like i think if you hunt and eat your meat that way that's like the most respectable way i have if i hear someone's eating meat you do you but if you hunt and deal with it all on your own and use all the animal and just factory farming and all the walmart meats and all that that just can't be good for anything <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah the whole thing the climate and everything but uh, well just like also having some empathy for the animals at least if you're gonna eat an animal you would hope that you wouldn't just be like all right you know <laughs> yeah dude it's it's pretty bad <laughs> like try videos. to give them some kind of nice life and then you know whenever you got to do what you got to do make it as painless as possible i don't yeah. know yeah I there, mean, there's those shock things i've seen them use I stumbled somehow on a YouTube video once that really disturbed me. And it was just POV, like almost like a video game or something of a guy on a cattle farm who clearly his job was just to like kill the cows. Yeah, and it had some kind of kill. shock thing between the eyes or whatever. Yeah. And and then they just drop and their legs go out. And it was it kind of fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. very uh, not happy to have found that. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Factory farming is whack. Well, the comments are whack too. And people are just like, yeah, look at them drop. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Cow tipping, a... maybe, but this is fucked up. Look at that loser. Oh man, yo, country bumpkins are hilarious to me. Oh, yeah, but also terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> depending. Yeah, go on... out west. Go out west. You'll see a lot of them. Canadian yeah, cowboys. No, I'm sure there's good people wherever you go. You know. Yeah, yeah. We're only talking stereotypes here. Yes, yes. The good, yeah, a lot of the country people are very nice. Good folk. Yeah. Good folk. Good folk. Simple folk. Once again, they you know, they're 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 bliss. They're they're blissful. More they're more aware, they're mindful. They don't have anxieties. They don't yeah. give a fuck about what the world is doing. Life is, is at doing. a slower pace, you know. Life is at a slower pace and they enjoy their the time. Like the guy this dude came out to one of my shows in uh Grand Prairie and he was like a young kid and he was a farmer and I was telling him I was like, "Dude, I'm jealous of you, you know, of farming and so I was like, yeah, man, honestly, it's great. Like you just work outside all day. You, you, you feel accomplished. And it's just at, at the end of the day, I take my old, like my, he has like a sixties Mustang that he's like repairing and I ride it around town. Probably in good we, shape. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I, I take the boys. We, we go chat up the girls. It's a great time. We don't care about anything. I'm like, yeah, fuck, I'm just. Like the city, it's all about your phone and what other people are doing. And he was like, dude, I don't even have my phone on me right now. Yeah. And I was like, what a concept, your... eh? I was just like, where's your phone? And he was like, I, it's at home. I'm like, where do you live? He, he lived like 30 kilometers away on, on his farm. Mm. Just left his phone there. I was like, I was like that sounds so amazing. So jealous. Yeah. I was so jealous. Have you ever had the fucking. Uh... He was there to watch my show, watch my comedy, and he enjoyed it. He was more in the moment than me. Yeah. I was doing the jokes and I was not fully in in the present. And he he enjoyed my comedy more than I did. 
Yeah, there's something to that. There is, there is something weird. Like, I, sure, I might not enjoy my jokes after I've done them a million times, but he probably got more out of that than my entire process of writing and performing because I don't appreciate it. He just appreciated some guy telling him a joke. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. honestly the best part about comedy is going to comedy shows, I find. Yeah. I mean, I like doing comedy. I don't do it enough, but uh, there's nothing funner than going to a show and watching and just like... Assuming it's a good comedian, but you know, yeah. just getting to just sit and kick back in the audience and laugh your ass off. That is true. That is true. It's so good for the soul, I find. Like you just, you know, Absolutely. I mean, you could do that at home with a really funny movie or whatever, I suppose. Uh, but there's something about the environment that's. It's the same thing, yeah. Like with me, I just, you know, w- with a couple of friends who were really funny, and then we just drink beers and eat chicken wings and laugh and make each other just say ridiculous things. There's nothing better. Yeah, just make each other laugh. That's your happy place. I guess comedy shows also, but it's just I'm around clubs so often. You know, it's takes the uh, charm out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's fair. If, yeah. If I watch a comedian, I'm just like dissecting it. I'm like, all right. Oh, uh, you can't shut it off. Misdirection. Yeah. Oh, I like that setup. Oh, that was enough. That was a observation type joke. Oh, look, he's doing rule of three. Like I, I'll just yeah. Like, you're like, a true like, comics comic. I'll get for a sure. dork. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll turn into a dork and start taking like mental notes. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, why am I not writing jokes like that? And then you feel like you're not. And then you feel the like you're not. Then you go like, I gotta go. I feel like I should be working right now. <laughs> you know the spiral, dude. Yeah, well, myself? we've got we dug our teeth into it for sure, man. Yeah. This was a really fun talk. Thanks, uh, you know, just for doing this and taking the time to chat with me. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. All right. Well, I guess we'll leave it on that. Yeah. Well, you do a high five usually. Yeah. Uh, they always that suck. Was, that was, well, you got to get Whoa. the angle. Yeah. There we, we go. Yeah, I got to lean in more. That's what we yeah. got to do. Anyways, thanks for watching.